We're going to start the podcast because I don't know where Chad is. Chad is <clears throat> Chad is chatting right now, doing his Chad Elkin likes things. How you guys doing? It's the Older Brother Podcast. Uh, Bacon Maldito has sent us an Easter egg over at the... Uh, Hang on. There we go. Google talking into my ear. Bacon has sent us a super chat already saying he left an Easter egg in the older brother email, of which you can email me, olderbrother at yahoo.com. I rarely check it because everyone knows to kind of email me at uh, Kathy or Asshole Consulting. Let's take a look. What'd you do, Bacon? What the hell did you do? What is my password? What? Oh, you there? Yeah. How nice What's of you on? to join us, Mr. Elkins. One o'clock, right on time. <laughs> we already have a super chat. Yeah, Bacon's already. What the hell is my password for freaking older brother? God darn it! Easter egg. Uh, yeah, I gotta log into my um, email account. If for the life of me, I can't remember what my password is. I've been fucking around with so many passwords because we're moving, and. Every goddamn yeah, see, like right now, I, I gotta change Google accounts. Any anywhere there's a mailing address, I gotta change it, and that took alone like three hours. And so you're going through all this shit you haven't logged in through in years, and because uh, I haven't moved, I've been in the same spot for 13 years, and I'm like, what the hell was my you know LifeLock password? Jesus Christ, when have I used that? All right, so uh, Bacon sent this, uh, saw this, and thought you'd find it interesting on your movie-watching habits. I haven't watched either series yet, but we'll definitely check out John Wick as per your reviews of them. And it's an Instagram shot. It's got Thanos. He goes, snap. <laughs> oh. What? It's good. I'll, I'll post it on my um, – here, let's do this. If you guys really want to see this – you guys could follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna post this on my Twitter. Like uh, you something know, he sent you, or he sent me a funny, a funny uh, meme. Um, you understand uh, what's it called? The Avengers: Infinity Wars, where Thanos snaps his fingers and um, people die. People, yeah, half the people die. Now, have you also seen John Wick or no? I saw the first one, but not the uh, sequel. What you said was better than the first one. The sequel is better than the the uh, first one. Uh, for many reasons, but one of the reasons the second one is better than the first one of the many reasons is that this spoiled brat son, trust fund baby of a Russian mafioso head decides to steal John Wick's car and kill his dog because he doesn't know who John Wick is. So this this uh, meme has a picture of Thanos just going snap. And then there's John Wick holding a brand new puppy and the puppy starts to disintegrate away as the way it did in uh, Avengers. And then Thanos just says shit. So I'm going to put this on Twitter because that is some funny ass fucking shit bacon. Uh, everyone just do with me uh, because yeah, that's uh, and if you want, you can follow me on Twitter, Aaron Clary, just search it. And uh, I only, I've been stuck at like 77, 60 followers like to get above uh, 10,000. I don't know why, aside from the fact it's a round number. I don't know if something happens if I get 10,000, but yeah, you can follow me there. There, boom. I even tagged Asshole Consulting in it because I like stealing memes. 
and using them <clears throat> to promote my own shit. How you doing? How's things? Did you uh, did you get a text from anyone in particular to put you in a good mood? Uh, yeah. First of all, thank you for sending me that block text uh, minutes before I come on here. Um, no, I'm actually having a, a good day so far, but I did want to rant about something so I can either do it now or later. Please do, do. I got, I got a smorgasbord rambling potpourri of shit. We got, we got to go through. Uh, and, and then probably, enough. if bacon is any indication, we're going to have a billion dollars worth of super chats by, by the end of the day. So yeah, please do go ahead and rant. Okay, so I wake up and it is just a beautiful day here mm. in Chicago. It's really the first one we've had in a long time because it's it's been cold, rainy, like we just haven't had a nice spring day yet until today. So I wake up. I agree. Up. Yeah, I, I went. I just got back from Rome. Hopped out of the shower to be on time, not at one o one p.m. but twelve fifty five p.m. But continue, please continue. So. Um, Okay, so I knew I was going to go jogging before we did this, and I was all excited. You know, I wanted to go to my favorite park, which has a track, because I wanted to check my time, make sure I can do my five-miler in the time I would like to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm all excited to do that. Now, let me just uh, let me flip the script on you a little bit. What do you think is the one thing that can always ruin any experience? Work. Ooh, I think more what you tend uh, to rent. Uh, well, no, I mean, I'm just thinking like, like, okay, so you're saying you're out having a good day already. You're already out running? I'm about to, yeah. You're about to go run. I, I would say then work interrupts, something has to happen. So um, there, this, am I right? Am I even in the ballpark? No, you're not. Like, what? Oh, okay. what is the one thing? It's the most important thing in our lives, but it also has the ability to drive us absolutely insane. Mom. Mom called you. No, I'm talking oh. about, I'll just tell you, random people, just people in general. Oh, random people. Okay. Random people. All right. All right. So I'm all excited to go to the park and, you know, it's this big park with a track that goes around it. And, you know, each lap is like uh, 0.2 miles. So I know okay. what I'm measuring and I'm timing right. myself. So what do you think happens when I go there? They have an event. Not even that. God, because, I'm no, striking out here. No, okay. but you're, it's, I don't think you have to deal with these types of problems. So it's no big deal that you're missing these because I only have to deal with this crap. Homeless? That, that's one of them. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll start there. That's a good start. So like I was saying, it's the nicest day here. And what do people tend to do when it's a nice day? Well, they're, they're going to go outside, mm -hmm. right? Because we haven't gotten to do that much here. So I'm all excited to go start my run and the track is full of there's homeless people. There's people pushing strollers in the middle of the running lanes. There's people <laughs> with dogs like stretched out throughout the entire lane. There's only like three running lanes there. And it's just people walking in these circles, just blocking everything. So, OK, if the goal was to go and enjoy the day, um, gosh, my my geography of Chicago is a little dated is it is that doesn't the trail run all the way from North Park, which is roughly Fullerton, north so, to Lawrence? I mean, can you can't you just go run on on the beach and forego your timing? I mean, yeah, you'd like to time yourself. No, I, like I really did want to time it today because this is the first time I've been able to really run outside and get a gauge because I wanted to see how I did, you know, over the winter as far as ma maintaining like my pace and everything. Mm -hmm. But when I get there, I swear, have you ever played the game Frogger? Or do you know what it is? Of course, yeah, of course. I had to fucking dodge every single one of these things like I was, you know, playing Frogger. 
And I hate to say it, but it did ruin the experience for me a little bit because every time somebody would leave the track, like I'm having this great run, another person would walk right in there and really ruin the flow. Oh, yeah, no, by that time I would have ditched it and gone to the to the beach and, and ran the trail. Um, but no, I, I totally sympathize with you. Um, <clears throat> I My favorite place to run in the Twin Cities, I drove you around. Remember Lake of the Isles? And yeah, Lake Calhoun? yeah. Nice. it seemed like a nice yeah. place. I, at Sebastian Joe's ice cream, where you did indeed get the best ice cream ever, correct? Pavarotti. Pavarotti, yes. Yep. And even though Matt Baldoni is, is falsely informed about Handel's being the best ice cream in the world, that's that's forgivable because he is he is biased. He is biased towards Las Vegas. He did get the Pavarotti, right? He did. And deep down inside, he knows it's better. Oh, you should have seen it when he had the chocolate amaretto. You didn't yeah. get chocolate amaretto, but he just, his eyes lit up. It like, like when you feed a puppy dog ice cream for the first time, it's like, whoa, yeah. human food. Holy shit. <laughs> um, it was like that. You could, you could see he was happy. And I said, well, no, don't, it's all downhill from here. Cause that's Minnesota. It's nothing beats this. This is the pinnacle. This is the peak. Um, I will, as much as I love Lake of the Isles of Lake Calhoun, uh, and I'm getting older. I have noticed how people, predominantly in the form of traffic, but slow people who get in my way, in your case, the frogger and dealing with bums and people running, there's a lot to be said for no one being in your way, be it foot traffic, 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 slow lines. Um, And I, especially with all the added stuff I have to deal with right now, I normally at least twice a week will drive all the way down to those lakes and go run out because I like it, but now I won't because even taking the back roads is starting to become so painful, even in the middle of the day. I mean, it was day. What is it? You ran at like what? Noon, 11? People should be at work, right? Yeah. A couple hours ago. I couldn't believe it. And why are there so many children there? Shouldn't they be at school? But it's like fishing opener or, or or the Cubs opener. Everyone takes their kids. There's no parenting going on anymore. There's no standards. Uh, my my point is that they're running into people who are going to slow you down, be it in a grocery store line, a Chipotle line, traffic line, running around the lakes, uh, in your case, running around that park. You really got to move yourself out of that because it will ruin your day. And even though the GF uh, works in a different area and I got to commute out there if I want to see her, I've stopped visiting her um, because of the traffic. Because then I see her, I'm in a pissed off mood. I'm not making her happy, stressing us both out. And I got to haul ass all the way back to the WBL. It's not worth it. Uh, and so I think I think older people are getting wise and hip. Older people are always wiser, and we always mock. Oh, they're going down to Florida. Oh, they're going down to Phoenix. Like, yeah, they're fucking going down to Florida. They're going down to Phoenix. Maybe we ought to follow suit. You know, a decade or two ahead of schedule. Um, there's a lot to be said for not having to deal with traffic of any kind. And so I cannot wait. Till I have my new Northern Command set up in South Dakota. South Dakota, yeah. Because there is, I know it sounds so petty and stupid. You think, what's the greatest thing about South Dakota? And it's hard to say, but I would say the hiking. I personally like the hiking. Uh, that would be my favorite thing. Then the, very close would be motorcycle riding. And very close to that would be fossil hunting and agate hunting. And then uh, and very close to that would be shooting guns. But by God, if if the lack of traffic and the lack of stress and bullshit 
uh, doesn't keep creeping up in those rankings because it just is so much more stressful. Like today, I was going to go down to the lakes. I'm like, I should be able to make it there and back in time for this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to stress myself up dealing with traffic and the, oh, I might be late. You know, it's a hard one o'clock as some people may or may not appreciate. Uh, I got to get back at this time. I got to, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to go run around at the local park here. And um, you mark my words there, uh, Mr. Elkins, the day is coming. You will follow suit with your parents and you will move to a smaller populated area. And, and all of the benefits that are conferred, there are some definite benefits of living in a major metro where you do not need a car. Chicago is the greatest place in the United States to live a life like that. There's no doubt that you are having some uh, more benefits than than cons to that. But the day is going to come where you're like, you know, I am sick and tired of waiting in line. I'm sick and tired of waiting for the L. I'm sick and tired of it. There's too many people on this. The first nice day while everyone decides to take off. That's one of the main benefits too. What that should truly only be the domain of us self-employed people who work from home. Like we played our cards, right? We had our shit together. We sacrificed. You fuckers get your asses over into work. Just like Mary Joe. You sit in that fucking cubicle slave. You sit in there, you look at your screen and you leave the playgrounds and the parks to us. We'll take care of them so that we can just access them without the traffic. Oh no, everyone's taking auto for work. Everyone's, they decide they're going to cheat at the system. They're going to like, oh, I'm sick. Oh, little Bobby's sick. And they're going to take their kids. And that's what you got to deal with now. Well, here's what I'm having a little bit. I'm having some problems understanding this. Mm. If you have a dog... Why the fuck are you taking it on a leash on the running path? There's a whole field that is in, in the middle of this track. Just fucking do that. Because you they want the, to, Chad. Uh, like the whole point of a running track is that you, you get to run on it. There's not people in your way. If you want to push a stroller, just do it on the sidewalk. Wait, so th this is a dedicated like yes. quarter mile loop? Yes. Like, like a track and field quarter mile loop? Well, it's a fifth of a mile, but it's a dedicated thing. It's for joggers and to a lesser extent walkers. But it's, it ends up with people with strollers taking up all the lanes. Oh, and and that, you're right. You're right. I should have been running around, you know, on the neighborhood by the lake. But the thing is, I really did want to check my time. And you need a track for that because you don't want to get stopped, you know, stoplights, get stuck crossing right. the street. Right. Yeah. And, no, I, I understand. Oh, God, that would... That's even more enraging. Something That's dedicated. why I thought I'd bring it up. I knew you'd be able to understand my oh. pain now. <laughs> what were you more pissed off about? The block text I sent you a picture of or that? Oh, the block text for sure. Man. Really? I, I No, I'm joking. Oh, Although okay. my head did explode just about when you sent me that. So thank you for that. Thank you for no making problem. the morning even no better. It's, uh, <laughs> Are we doing that one? Yeah. We're going to do that one? Well... It's a question about divorce and being a single dad and having kids. Do you have any experience in those fields? I mean, aside from listening to Rich Cooper, I, I really don't. Right. I don't. And I said, dude, I don't have any experience in this. I, I mean, I've seen my old man get divorced, you know, like 60 times because, you know, baby boomers going to baby boom. Uh, but I, I wait. Do your folks, are they considered baby boomers or do they have to hand in their baby boomer card because they stayed married and kept their shit together? Actually, believe it or not, by a couple of years, they both made it to where they're the generation before baby boomers. I don't even know what that's called. They're silent. silent. Silent generation. Isn't that what we sort of are too with Generation X? Yeah, we, I guess we're sort of, now we're Generation X. I don't know. I mean, maybe we are a silent generation because we weren't that big. I don't, I don't know. I get a kick out of how a lot of the media just now skips over. It's just baby boomers and millennials and it's like yeah fuck Gen X. nothing happened there it's <laughs> um yeah then they're then they're the silent generation 
So they they are not the baby boomers. God bless them. That's that's why. So, all right, they don't have to turn in their baby boomer card then. Yeah, no, that's no. what I was told. That, like my dad's very clear. No, I'm not a baby boomer. So <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I got all these millennials. Like, go oh, wait, wait. What's the cutoff? I'm like, dude, you're you're millennial. No, I don't want to be. A... But by the way, you, millennials, you can have me go through, and I can ordain you an official member of Gen X. It's like a you know John the Baptist, but I put on my that Gen hat. X, yeah, yeah. Gen X hat. I, whatever. I'm the Pope of Gen X. I got my Gen X gold chain, like Flava Flav, except it's got a big silver X on it. I can ordain you an official member of Gen X, and I I even mailed the guy a certificate. <laughs> I went up. Well, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, okay, I'll give this kid. So I give him an official certificate that he's a member of Generation X. And I thought, oh, he gets some more takers on that. I guess nobody wants to be part of Gen X. I mean, it's oh. better to be part of Gen X than be a millennial, right? No offense. Dude, it's to part, it's better to be part of the Nazi party as far as I'm concerned than being <laughs> a millennial, for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ. I mean, at least the Nazis had some organization. But, oh, we'll talk about millennials later. But um, We got a big backlog of super chats. All right, let's go through. I have I have three observations. I would like an independent third party. My observations of Cappy that we'll get to. But let's let's get through the super chats. Do this first? Okay. Yeah, let's do that first so we don't get too far behind. So Ahmed Khan, who has given us chats before. Remember Ahmed? Yep. He says, Aaron, when did you realize that STEM is better than finance? When I saw all my friends getting jobs right out of college and I was just getting, I had a wall of rejection letters. You can ask any of my old friends. I had an entire wall. I I thought, I'm going to show them. And I just saved all my rejection letters. So that down the road when I became some big, super awesome economist, I could tell them that they were wrong. Little did I realize that no one would give a shit or that these people would not be working at these firms 20 years on. Uh, you know what and, confuses me about? I, I'm really confused to hear hmm. that. You know why? Well, because I graduated from the Carlson School of Business. Or Carlson School of Management. Management. See, they're growing leaders, Chad. It's not business. They're really more managers and leaders. You see, they're experts in the field of leadership which can be taught, but only if you take one of their $10,000 weekend seminars because Lord knows a bunch of Scandahoovian fucktarded morons posing as professors at the Carlson School of Management who've never actually worked in the real world. Only they truly know what leadership is and can boil it down into digestible and studyable uh, segments and components to make you a leader. And they'll give you a nice little certificate for it too. I just wish I'd gone there. I probably would be way further along. You'd be so further ahead. (laughs) No, the the way I knew is that I graduated uh, number five in my class. I had a 3.96. I had the perfect resume. I graduated six months early, blah, 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 blah. And how hard it was to just get. I think another thing was when Dane Rauscher, which is no longer, it's a, that was like Minneapolis's premier investment bank. They're bought out by uh, Royal Bank of Canada. Um, and, and there, among others, Piper Jaffrey, some other, um, <clears throat> prestigious finance firms, you could see them. You could be standing in the Carlson school of management. You look out any Western window, you could see downtown Minneapolis across the uh, highway 35 W and there'd be these companies and you think, well, how come none of the recruiters are coming here? Well, it turns out none of those finance companies would hire from the Carlson School. They would only hire from Yale, Harvard, Chicago, Wharton, that kind of thing. You can't be serious. Carlson I, School is better than all of those. Combined times three. Yeah. I mean, don't they know that the Carlson School of Management only uses Minnesota companies as their case studies? 
<laughs> if I had to have one more fucking case study about goddamn Cargill or General Mills or something or 3M. Jesus Christ. You know what I learned to absolutely despise during my MBA program was those stupid fucking Harvard Business School cases that they oh, kept. Oh, you had it too? Yeah, and we had to pay for them. And then, so we, we had to literally pay for these to get the material. And then we had to talk about how stupid they were. It was just, ugh. Oh, my God. I hate Harvard. I fucking hate Harvard. I will. Oh, God, I'll never hire. Well, one, I'll never hire anybody, but I'll never. I mean, if, I, if you gave me the choice of a high school graduate or a Harvard graduate, give me the high school kid. High school, yeah. I will train that kid. I can at least do some. The Harvard piece of shit. I'm, I'm going to get sued. I'm going to get lectured. I'm going to get moralized. It's going to be, no, no, it just, it's, that is a liability, just a liability. Um, but yeah, that's, that's when I found out that my finance degree was not as good as a STEM degree. I wouldn't say it was worthless, but it's damn well near a worthless degree. Was um, worthless the first book you wrote or did you No, write? Behind the Housing Crash was because again, okay. I didn't know what I was doing and all those people that rejected me and all those rejection letters, a lot of those companies are bankrupt. They're no longer around <laughs> anymore. So there is some kind of comeuppance to it. I mean, it's, I'm a great economist. I'm, I mean, I, I predicted the dot-com bubble, Asian currency crisis. Had any of my employers at that time that had exposure, in the, they would have come out millions, maybe even billions of dollars ahead. But the fuck, we we already know the corruption and ineptitude of the finance industry. It's not a it's not about efficiency. It's about connections and dick licking. Uh, I got so a 30, 30 second quick story for you about companies that you tried to get jobs with. Mm -hmm. Between my junior and senior year of college of undergrad, I went down to Houston and had an interview with Enron to for an internship. <laughs> And this was right around the time when like the shit hit the fan, you know, mm -hmm. shortly after that. So needless to say, I didn't get the job, but I didn't even hear back from them. They just never got back to yeah. me. They ghosted. <laughs> so. I'll, I'll one up you on this. Their local office was in the landmark building before they went bankrupt. Anderson uh, Consulting and uh, oh, yeah? Arthur Anderson. So they're in the same thing. And I remember fresh out of college, couldn't find a job. So I ended up working security, worked downtown. And I'm sitting there as a security guard at Anderson Consulting. And I had like five or six rejection letters. I'm looking at all the, you know, they got to give you your badge. You got to let them in and that kind of thing. I'm looking at them like, God damn, they're nothing but good looking people. And that's what it was. All Anderson Accounting did, all Anderson Consulting did was hire good looking people because it was all sales. That's all it was. Well, and they then, used to be a big five, remember? It used to be, yeah, but they were incompetent. They got greedy. They, Enron brought them down. They're the ones that oh, were yeah. cooking the books for them. Yeah, they were. And, and then all of a sudden, they went toodles. So I, <laughs> I, I, I should have saved all my rejection letters from Anderson Consulting and, and um, Accounting, as well as Lehman Brothers. Oh, yeah, uh, Lehman yeah, Brothers. Yeah, and, and Lehman Brothers. And uh, yeah, because, well, that the first book I wrote, you know, it took – months to write it and predict everything, you know? So before the crash happened, I had been writing it for months in advance. You know, the day I published it. When? Same day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. So it was in 2008 Eight. or nine. 2008. Eight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was, it was pretty ballsy for me to write it. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the damn truth. Do you know how ballsy it is to write a book and put that much dedication and effort with the, you want to see a ton of data and research, go get that book uh, to predict a crash that had yet to happen. That's pretty good because the yeah, only books, I mean, I do, we do tax books, which don't really do anything that predicts anything. So yeah, yeah no, I, I am, I'm damn good at what I do, but that is not what you are hired for. You are hired to, 
Or now more <laughs> modernly. <laughs> um, all right, next super chat. The next is uh, from our dear friend. It's like, who do you think has the next chat? Well, it's either going to be Nick or uh, Atham. Is Atham awake? Chaparito, he is awake. Oh, okay, El Chaparito. Well, no, he's El Grande, isn't he? El We're Grande. The yeah, El Grande. Um, for $2, Atham says, I can't find fulfillment in my job. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I got to come up with a list of five questions that are ranked. Like, how do I get the girls? Like the questions I have to keep answering because no one's listening. Although I guess that would cut into my income, but I keep getting this question. Like my job sucks. And it's this, this is beyond my job sucks. Like this guy was actually kind of depressed because his job is not rewarding. And I gotta, maybe I got to write a book or something. So I'm a little bit more formal to break through the haze. Cause even I was this way. You know, everyone's been brainwashed to believe that their job is supposed to be rewarding and the most important thing ever. That's how everyone was brainwashed. But if you can realize that a job is for what, Chad? Chad, do you go to your office, your cool Humphrey Bogart detective CPA office? Do you go there because it is fun and rewarding? Uh, during my off season, it can be. But to give you the real answer, no, I don't go there to have fun. Why, why do you go to that office, Chad? Because that's where I have to meet certain people, not all my clients, but some mm -hmm. of my clients. Yes, yeah. but what 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 is the ultimate reason you go there? Why am I here now? Why are you here now? Why do I do podcasts? Why do I write? It's for money. Although I I happen money. to really enjoy this. Okay, all right. Some things can be good. We're in and we're in the very fortunate few. But for the vast majority of the hours I have slaved away, it has not been fun. It has not been rewarding, and it never will. Even if you're an engineer, you know what engineers do most of the time. They're just sitting there coming up with plans. They're just sitting there programming the same shit, same shit. Guys, all of it sucks. And the sooner you realize that your job is its sole purpose is to make you as much money as possible for that amount of time you have sacrificed and you will never get back in your final life. The sooner you realize it is merely an exchange of fucking time for money, Shit. the sooner you will give up on this bullshit that it's supposed to be rewarding. And when you become yeah. more mercenary and Machiavellian in your approach to, I need to extract as much money out of this exchange uh, for my finite time, then you're going to start having not only more financial success, but you're not, you're going to stop taxing and worrying yourself i would hate to be a modern day young woman today who actually believes and swallows whole that not only is work supposed to be fun but it's their number one point and purpose in living i, I, I can't it's like slavery is the number one thing i should derive happiness and joy from so i mean guys at least you're less prone to brainwashing and the handful of women that are listening. Of course, you are independent minded. You are truly the, the right of the bell distribution curve when it comes to independent thinking women. Guys, stop looking to your fucking job for fucking happiness. It's just a place to make some fucking money. And then if you want to be happy, go out and play. I'd say that's a pretty fair thing to say. Yeah. That's accurate. That's, I don't know. So, um, I think, That's why Atham meant that. He saw the previous. And he's just kidding, yeah. So. I know. I know. <laughs> Ask Atham how exciting it is washing windows. I bet you he, that, that is a pivotal, uh, a pivotal moment in life. Um, all righty. So Stephen Ochoa for $2 asks, what's your best 5K time, Chad? 
Uh, man, it's, it was definitely a few years. I was definitely when I was younger, I'm not as good at running as I am now. I think it was probably about a seven minute per mile, uh, pace mm. for the, uh, for the 5k. So probably like 21 something. Yeah. The best I ever got. I mean, we're talking when I was running 11 miles a day. Uh, these were the dark days as I got three miles under 20 minutes, like 1950 something. Yeah, that's and, pretty good. And I was exhausted. And even now I was in really great shape. I was exhausted. That's uh that's a mean mile. That's a mean pace you're doing if you can get it under 5k in under 21 minutes. I mean, it's a great question because I was trying to time myself today, but you already heard about what happened. So what what about can you just get download that like running app on your phone and it'll track it for you? Well, I don't run with my phone. Like I, oh. I don't like keeping that on me. So oh. I just I have this um this mp3 player where i can listen to music and it will time the run for me all right uh so i really like that but i'm just gonna have to do it like some other day because today didn't work as you heard me rant about earlier i'm just saying a a cheap out would be grab your phone put it in your back pocket download that app and hit start and it'll track it no i've tried that i just really hate i have one of these it's not like that big but it's Mm -hmm. annoying to run with well for small guys like us that's practically the size of you know candy bar well, I would, yeah it's a, it's a huge ass thing you know for atham that's nothing it's like a little you know, little for twig as <laughs> chaparritos that's like you know carrying a piece you of ever, plywood around you ever see those people that like strap it to their arm when they go yeah. running yeah no, i'm i'm all for, dude i don't think i haven't looked into that stuff i put things <laughs> in my back pocket i gotta put a belt on so my pants don't fall down when i run with that big honking brick in the back there but um yeah i i uh i, I i'm willing to suffer with the with the uh with the uh, phone when I go running, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah. So my answer is around uh, 21 minutes for the 5k. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad yeah. at all. Uh, now bacon bacon for $5 and 56 cents says angry bacon's law. Anything that can get in the way of progress will get in the way of progress. Mm-hmm. Similar to Murphy's law, but far more rage inducing. I certainly felt that way, you know, a couple hours ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you have right. You have the right to get angry. It's whether you change your environment around him. Uh, what uh, the goddamn bacon.com, by the way, check him out. He's been messing with gold wave and um, he's have, having growing pains with his own podcast. So I do want to give him a shout out there. Cool. I need to check that out. I keep forgetting about it. Not half um, bad, not half bad. He keeps going that way. He's going to, he'll do well. Yeah. Uh, I believe we are caught up now that I, yeah, we're caught cool. up. Cool. All right, good. All right, observations of Cappy. Are you are you ready for observations of Cappy? I am ready. Let me just. Uh, Get ready. Get prepared. Ready. Ready. Okay, here, here we go. Uh, how old was your dad when he had you? Do you remember how old he was when he had you? 35. 35. Okay, and you are in your mid, you're older than that now, right? Oh yeah, I'm older than that now. I just had this observation because my stepdad's birthday, he had his 80th birthday, mom married older. Um, and it dawned on me like, holy cow, he married my mom when I was his age. And so he took on three kids, you know, and then it dawned, and I did the math. I looked at my dad, I'm like, my dad, 29, I'm 44. Da, da, da. So by the time my dad was my age, I was 15 and I sat and I thought about it. I'm like, that would be like me having a 15 year old right now. 
Wow. Could you? Ma- yeah, exactly. Imagine that. How many uh, siblings do you have? And are you the oldest? I'm the oldest because I'm the most successful. I'm the smartest. I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> no, I'm, dude, you want, you want Aaron, you need a, you need an army to take over. What's your number one trait? Uh, they're all the oldest in the family. Well, I'm the youngest. Give us a little credit. I, I, I'm just saying correlate. I'm not saying there aren't great young. I'm not saying there aren't bad older people. I'm just saying if I got to have one variable, Aaron, who do you want on your team? You get one choice. I want I want the oldest. I want the oldest of all the fucking families. That's it. You put us in command and there you will. There will be the oldest and then the slave class. That's what it will be. Um, yeah, that's true. I'll let my older sister handle all this stuff with my parents, you know, in the coming <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a younger brother and a younger sister, and they are uh, uh, one is successful, one is not. And, okay, uh, I keep them out of it because they don't deserve, you know, who you keep people's private life private. But yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so not only that, but my dad had three kids by my age biological yeah three biological kids three biological kids right by my age and i'm i'm just trying to comprehend this like if i had three kids of which the eldest would be 15 now i put a goddamn bullet in my head there is how the fuck who thought that that was a good idea like i have never been in a position to have kids even now let alone three of them so I'm just kind of thinking, your dad, if you were your dad's age and had kids when he did, you'd have, what, a five-year-old and a two-year-old already? Yeah, and I have a one-bedroom apartment. Woohoo! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine yourself even being a dad, period, to a newborn? No, I mean, some of my friends are going through this right now, and I'm always just like, man, I don't know if I have that in me. Well, see, and that, that's what is kind of curious to me is, you know, based on human history, you and I are wrong. Yeah, we are. By our age, we would have had kids, uh, traditionally speaking, some of which would have even been maybe getting out of the house by now. Yeah. And it, it's kind of telling about today's modern world where, I, uh, let me ask you this, <clears throat> are you personally prepared? Let's say you, did you ever want to have kids or no? Uh, I was always going back and forth with it, but I mean, the older I get, I kind of feel like it's, I don't really care that much. Okay. All right. At any point in your time, and you've had a relatively successful life at any point in your time, did you think you were prepared to have a kid? No, um, that's some of that's on me though, because I was always living in really big cities where life is just expensive. Even Chicago, it's not as bad as the coastal cities, but it's not cheap here either, as you know. Right, right. But I've, I've, it's just been survival mode for the most part in my life. And uh, I'm with you in in the terms of you and I are entrepreneurs and it takes a really long time to get that up and running. So I'm with you on this until you're super successful with your own business. You know, you're not a cubicle monkey. It can be difficult to feel like you're prepared to have children, Mm -hmm. but not, not once in my life. And I would, and this is why I bring it up. I would argue, and this is the observation. I love to hear, you know, let's do this. Guys, at any point in your life, did you think you were prepared to be a parent? If that's the case, hit one. If never in your life you're like, oh, yep, it's time now. I'm prepared. Hit zero. I almost guarantee you it's going to be all zeros. Ooh, I like these. Because, because the modern world does not allow with student debts, with shitty job prospects, 
outsourcing traditional uh, male jobs overseas, and and not to mention the weaponization of women. I hate keeping going to this this thing, but it's true. But it just dawned on me: the environment was never friendly, or or capable of allowing you to have kids, allowing you to become a family man, unless you were like there was there's these handful of guys. This one guy in particular comes to mind. He was Mr. Squeaky Clean. He was a fighter pilot. He was a corporate executive, young junior executive at a large corporation. I won't mention where. I mean, everything just went for this guy. He went to a top tier MBA school. Uh, it's just Mr. Perfect. Then he met the 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 woman he met could not be put in any more of a June Cleaver outfit when I first met her. I'm like, Jesus, 1950s dress, Graham. What the hell? And then they got married. They met at church. I mean, it could not be any more script. I'm like, hey, that's one guy. For every one of those, there's, I'd say, a thousand where it's like, damn, I finally paid off my student loans at 35. Just now, I'm kind of getting out of debt. And I got a job that has some stability. Oh, here comes the Great Recession. Never mind. <laughs> there's never been a more hostile environment to family formation, especially for men to have kids. I don't know about when I think women just spread their legs to have kids anyway, because apparently, you know, that's a thing. 42% of kids are born out of wedlock. So why wait for the dad, but for being an actual father and and doing it right. None of this, the fucking Lord will provide, uh, you're never ready to be a parent. Oh, the government will give me a check. None of that shit. Like an actual serious man who sat down and says, all right, I am prepared now. Now is the time I can provide my would-be children in a stable environment. I get, what are we at? How many zeros and ones? Everybody's saying zero. There zero. might be one person who had a one. Yeah, one person said one. Right. Um, I'm not, and I'm not besmirching those guys either. I, I honestly want to know. I just wanted to see if you know my finger on the pulse is somewhat correct out there. Well, the other thing, see, I see a lot of this because I do a lot of you know individual returns, which, which have married people who've had kids. Mm -hmm. And without exception... I can't think of any exceptions. The mom is always working. You need two people to be working in order to survive where I am. And you wouldn't believe how much daycare costs. I have, I am a, you know why I know how much daycare costs? Well, how do you know? Because, because before I stuck my dick in a vagina and ejaculated without a vasectomy, I said, holy shit, maybe I ought to look up what it costs to have a kid. And oh my God, are you kidding me? It's almost like the mom could stay at home and give up her part-time social work job and raise their own fucking kids themselves. Well, I know exactly. It's insane. Is it like $600 a week or, or a month rather? Uh, I just know a lot of the ones I type in the whole amount for a certain form. And it's usually yeah. $15,000 to $25,000 a year. And what's really a crazy. Yes. $1,011 to $1,200 a month. Depending on how many kids you have. And Ooh. also, but here's what gets me. A lot of times, and I won't just say this is the wives, a lot of times it's the husbands too. Yeah. Somebody is always making a lot less than their spouse. And it's not much more. If you're making 40000 and then you're given 25000 of it to daycare, why the fuck don't you just stay home and raise the kids? Because they went to school and their career is more important than the family. That's why. That's ah. why... In Republican territories, even in Republican school districts, guess how the women vote? Uh, well, I know that they vote red. Most well, of the I'm time sorry. Now. I'm sorry. How do they vote on school issues? Oh, school issues. Um, I, I'm not sure. Like, do they? Nothing's too good for our children. Oh, right, right. Yeah. 
I'm going to say it very clearly. If women love their children, they would stay at home and raise their fucking children. And some women, I will say most women do love their children. They just love their career more. It's a sad state. And don't tell me I'm being sensationalist or trying to be a shock jock here or whatever. If you look at behavior, women would rather work than raise their own fucking kids. And the reason I disproportionately focus on women, there are instances where the man makes less and he should. There are some of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, No doubt. I mean, for example, you and I would be imminently qualified to be stay at home fathers. We would. Yeah. Except for a few months out of the year for me. (laughs) Well, right. But I'm just saying that I'm, I'm, Providing for that exception, I'm aware that there's sometimes whoever makes less, but t- predominantly it's the engineer husband who busted his ass off and then Titsy McGee with her worthless fucking degree and <laughs> whatever Titsy bullshit. McGee. She works some nonprofit, touchy feely, part time, white collar panhandling, give us government grant money so she can make her $12 an hour, predominantly and ironically doing what, Chad? Uh, just bullshit. Like, pointless jobs the no it's 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 the worst irony ever what do disproportionately women do for careers oh i get to say it now what teacher okay okay close oh i thought i had it what teacher falls into this category they give up taking care of their children so they can work a job doing what Taking care of other people's children. Taking care of other people's children. Because fuck my own flesh and blood. My career is more important. And maybe yeah. they're not consciously aware of it. I remember there was a study done. Something like if women stayed at home and gave up their job, they'd actually be ahead because it would lower their family income tax bracket to where their taxes wouldn't be as much. They'd qualify for other things. And then they'd save that much money on daycare. And so I think... A, they calculated what the woman was really working for. And it was something like 50 cents an hour. She just started crying. It's like, yeah, cause math's real fucking tough, isn't it? You know what I'm seeing a little bit more of? Have you ever heard of like Mary Kay and Etsy and the, oh. you know, that stuff? Yeah. I'm seeing a lot more, at least this past year, I'm seeing where the husband does pretty well, makes some pretty good money. And then the wife starts having running these, her business. Yeah. It's business. always this business i'm not trying to be critical here but it like takes up all this time for so little money you know like why do they okay chad if they love their husband what would they do like they would just take care of the kids full time right they love the kids what would they do take care of the kids full time let's say there's no kids around and let's say the husband makes enough money if the wife really loved the husband what would you what would she do I'd say get knocked up or no, 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 not take kids out. Take, I'm I'm trying to show you the behavior of women, the choices they make and and the choices that are on the table. Double income, no kid family, or maybe single income. Yeah. Dinks Dinks or sinks. Okay. There's no kids. If a wife really loved her husband, what would she do? Well, she would support him. Right. And how can a woman support a man then? Uh, take care of the house, take care of the the cooking, the cleaning, you know, errands. Uh, even more important than that was the number one thing for men. Sex? Stay the fuck in shape. Oh. <laughs> now, okay. Again, again. Oh, my God. Shot. No, no, no. No, no, no. The only reason you haven't heard that is because most men are pussies and they don't want to stand up to you and say, stay the fuck in shape. 
right? But the number one thing for men, if you really want to help, you really love your husband, a job, and this is a job for guys too. This is why I say going to the gym is a part-time job for men and women. If you really loved your husband, you want to support him, you stay in a fucking shape. And then other things like support, you know, take care of the household, maybe do it. That doesn't actually take that long. Uh, I got to tell you, when I'm actively dating and looking for people, like, what do you think my number one before anything else criteria is for a woman? Beauty. You can't, because you can't, but yeah, it's actually don't be fucking fat. Yeah. That's number one. Don't be fat. I don't run five miles because it's fun, you know? No, I don't go to the gym. I haven't actually been to the gym in a while because of all this bullshit, but I... I got to try and figure out, do women deep down inside know it, which I subscribe, I think they do, but the lies that they want to be told or their life, again, another perfect example. What does their behavior say? Their behavior says they love food more than they love their husband. I see a lot of that. Yeah. They love food more than they love men, which is fine, which is fine. Just don't even bother dating. Okay. Or go date a guy who's, who's equally fat and loves food more than he loves a woman. But if you want to help out a husband and the guy makes all the money, and you don't need two incomes, and you don't have kids, you can be really supportive by simply being hot, by simply being fuckable, by simply giving sex. That's, I mean, I know we shouldn't think about men, but number one thing men need in life is, Chad? Pussy. No, Sex. (laughs) That's it. That's all it is. You remember, I've been doing some couples taxes for a long time. So, you know, back in 2015 and 2016, when they first get married, mm-hmm. you see, and this goes for the husbands too, they're in shape, you know, they, they oh, look sure. like a good couple. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, this is even ones without kids, they're dinks. Somehow everybody is getting out of shape, the it's, man and the wife. I'm, I'm, I'm being disproportionately harsh on women because we're talking about the pointlessness, and I'd say 60, 67, you know, two thirds percent of the cases where women just shouldn't be working. I'm all for women working. I'm all for, I, I promote women into STEM, go work, do a real job. But for fuck's sake, this patty cake bullshit career, not even career, but I run a business. No, Mary yeah. Kay is not a business. Doterra is not a business. Be a fucking mom, be a fucking wife. And that is way more important, way more help. And dude, this, what, what if my husband leaves me? Yeah, what? You're going to go live in Chicago on your $12,000 a year on Mary Kay sales? Go fuck yourself. That, I, I have to say, that's the one instance where I just have to shake my head because I'm seeing more and more of these little side businesses that take up time and don't make any money. Again, but you know, okay, let's let's test. Let's review. Why do they do that? Because uh, they, they want some kind of career or they want to avoid the things that they could do to support the husband. Uh, in a Ego satisfaction. They ego do it for satisfaction, themselves. yeah. They do it for the ego satisfaction. That's all it is. Because think about this. How many of these gals... You know, and they were lied to. I gotta get a degree. So then they go get a degree. Follow your heart and the money will follow. They get some stupid worthless degree. They can't find a job except for some part-time thing. So now instead of admit they're wrong and say, Yeah, you're right, I should have majored in engineering or whatever, they're gonna they're always gonna try and squirm. They're always gonna try and find the easy way out. So then you get some slick pyramid selling salesmen coming, hey, you could sell. Bottled water and Bob made ten million dollars and da da da. Hi, and and by the way, ladies, you could call it a business. And I do. I've seen it too. Where it's like, remember wine parties? They used to have. Oh yeah, parties? they that ah, still exists. It's a thing now. Still, it's 
let me just be fair. I just like most of the time, yeah, it's wives that are doing this, but I do have some husbands that are doing pointless side businesses too, like when their wives are the breadwinners. Right, right. But it's predominantly women who do it, but regardless, the action is hypocrisy. If your wife is the doctor or the surgeon, and man, there's kids at home. Fuck you. You know what your job is? Your job is to stay there and raise those goddamn kids. And by the way, get, Chad, guess who does the dishes in my household? Uh, <laughs> the GF? No. Or, no, you do because why? you... I'm here. Yeah, that's why. Who does most of the housework? Uh, I was going to say you, but you don't have yeah. any furniture right now. Well, not so. right now, but no, no. <laughs> my, my point is, if you're going to work as a team and if you actually love each other... You're going to whoever's at home should probably take care of the home. Whoever's out making money with yeah, that's job. fair. That's yeah, fair. I, I mean, I'm not. My point is, I'm not. This is not a sexist thing. It's no, just you're right. Effectively, I'd say eighty percent of the cases, roughly, it's the woman who has some bullshit going on and is not taking care of the household. And twenty percent of the time, it's guys with their fucking latest. I know guys like that. The latest scheme, the latest scam. It's like fuck you and stop tapping into the family's IRA. Go get yourself a real job or take care of the kids. And I do want to say, I the trend that I'm seeing, there's an uptick in it being husbands that are doing these pointless things. Really? Yeah. Since I started doing this a few years ago, it's been kind of a steady climb with hmm. that. I'm seeing a lot more successful. You know, women, sure. wives, and their husbands. Oh, so no, I don't that, know what that fine. means. What but out yeah. of curiosity, what is the male equivalent like, you know, so, scotch testing or cigar sales? What what do they do? A lot of times there's, you know, multi-level marketing like uh, Amway, like that type of crap. Okay. You know what that uh, is? Yeah, no, I know what it is. Yeah, sure. Hey. So that's always annoying when somebody says they're doing that. I got another person. I'm trying not to be too specific here, but they like there's a dog walker that um, doesn't make really much money. But his wife really brings in the bacon because she's like a doctor or a surgeon or something. Okay. Do uh, they have kids? No, which they're both in their mid to late 30s. So I don't All know right. what's going to happen there. Well, um, but, but yeah, okay. I mean, not to pry into their lives, but let's use this as an example. I, I, know, I don't even know if you know this, but does he take care of the house? Does he take care of the car and the automobiles? I, I don't know. Because you know. can't, I'll tell you this, housework doesn't take that long. You can't, if you have kids, that's a full-time job, being a, a, a stay-at-home parent and then a housekeeper as well. That is a full-time job, and that's how it used to be. Um, <clears throat> but if you don't have kids, housework will only take so much. And then yeah. I can see where he wants to go walk a dog or something like that. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's just a lot of side gigs or little little projects that I see the husbands that are in this position that they do. So yeah, it's pointless. How how nice would that be? You got a surgeon wife and all you got to do is walk some dogs a little bit and do the dishes. I've even said that to the guy because he handles all the taxes. The wife is too busy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. He's all right. He's batting. He's doing the taxes, right? He's keeping the finances in order, right? Yeah, because he doesn't do much else. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying is usually there's, you know how like uh, fighter planes work? Uh, not, not a lot. I don't know a lot about that. Who keeps the plane in the air? Uh, the pilot? No, the ground crew. <laughs> oh, the okay. The ground crew. The pilot, yeah. the pilot practically doesn't matter. Hey, here's your joystick. Now, of course he matters. I'm, I'm both, but no one, no one realizes everyone focuses on the fighter pilot. 
No one looks at the maintenance crew that keeps that fucking multi-million dollar billion pieces of moving machinery. They have to be perfectly finely tuned. No one looks at those. Those guys is what makes the plane go. I got to do a quick plug here. I've been watching this show called Air Disasters for the past week or so. Yeah. Where they recreate like plane crashes, plane crashes and show how they happen. Mm-hmm. There's dramatizations. I highly recommend that. It's it's really entertaining. Cool. So yeah. Well, anyway, my my point is we have if you have double income, no kids, and you're both professionals making a lot of money, you can outsource the mundane shit. Fine. If you got someone who's relatively unskilled, didn't major in the right greatest thing, but then you have a all star quarterback. All right, your job is to make it. You're the ground crew. You keep the household in order. You make it so that person can hop in that plane, go fly and kick some commie ass. Like right? the, the the backstage people during a play. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They are just as important as the people on the stage themselves. But when you get this, well, I'm going to do him. I'm going to lie around. I'm going to bitch about this. Da, 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 and you have an all-star quarterback, male or female. Who's the surgeon? Who's the investment banker? Who's the CPA? Whatever. And they come back to a nagging fucking broad and the place ain't taken care of. And you've gotten your nails done, but you haven't taken care of the kids. The kids are outsourced to a nanny. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> or how dare you go work some patty cake hobby job because you have a master's degree in public health instead of taking care of your goddamn show. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and so I, that's just that was just my observation. That's all I wanted to. We have a big backup of Super let's go Pat. let's do it let's bang them out machine gun style all right let me get back to the first one for ahmed khan who already gave us one earlier he already gave for, us yeah, yeah for 4.99 he says is business at harvard etc different than at carlson material wise not job wise also does this same logic apply to cpa harvard cpa is greater than wyoming cpa i can absolutely <laughs> i can answer the second one Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Nobody gives a fuck where you went to school once you get the CPA. I'm dead serious. You could go to the lowest of the low college as long as it's accredited and you got your counting hours in to make you eligible to sit for the exams. Nobody cares. Mm. Well, then, and then the Harvard, the Harvard Business School is only an MBA program, right? They don't have an undergrad business school, correct? If I recall that correctly. Yeah, you, I think you're right about that. I'm, I'm not sure. But a lot of those Ivies, yeah, you got to go there for grad school. Right. But I'll, I'll tell Ahmed this. The, um, the material is the exact same. Um, you're going to study Porter's Five Forces model doesn't change. And it's also worthless. And I actually looked up the guy. I think he ended up like he's either poor or he's been near bankruptcy several times. Really? <laughs> right, yeah. If you look at him, he's not. I mean, for a guy who gives business advice, um, the laws of business or the rules of business don't change. The only reason you go and get a Harvard MBA or a Chicago MBA or a Wharton MBA is because of the connections and the status. Yes, absolutely. That, that is it. It's you can't. The Carlson School of Management is just as good as the Harvard School of Business. It is. Uh, it's only that. No one's ever fucking heard of the Carlson School, nor why the fuck would you? Well, I and, I, have, I love the Carlson School. Well, I, I do too, because it's only <laughs> the greatest, most splendiferific uh, public uh, uh, college uh, business school out there. You are but taking no, me there next time. Do you want to go to the Carlson School? I want to see the 1970s architecture and, you know, see do you all see the- it? 
Dude, you want to know who their latest victim group is? Not self <laughs> like they're actually parasiting. You know who what suckers they got now at the Carlson School? I saw the beginning of this before I left, but you know who they're really fucking over? I hate saying this. Is it Somalis? East Indians. Oh, because oh, I know they'll take, they'll take anyone. I'm sure the Somal the Somalis, the uh, little Mogadishu is right across the street. It's on right. the same, same That's why I thought it was them. I'm sure they are getting a couple uh unfortunately the somalis in there too but man but i'm talking foreign students these poor east indians fly all the way over from india they're paying out-of-state tuition 50 grand a year whatever the fuck it is some overpriced bullshit and if you go to their website and look at the pictures oh the u of m and you carlson school of motherfuckers you lying <laughs> to see you're all for diversity bullshit you want to suck the blood out of these minorities dry you hate these people you view them as nothing but money making cows and you fucking lie to them about oh we appreciate diversity yeah punch up fly hey have your family borrow from the local loan shark in new delhi and we'll put your daughter your sister in the as collateral for for uh, servitude and sex slavery, and then send Punjab over here to go to V. Carlson. Look at all the look at all the pictures. It's all these these sheep, these easy marks, these suckers from from East India that are going there and paying Lord knows what for this worthless degree. But I when think I that's was, a yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say it was the this was a, a while ago, but it was the Chinese that they were doing this with at my grad school. It seemed like they were openly looking for them because I think they pay full price. You know, mm -hmm. they don't get scholarships. And um, yeah, that was what I kind of figured that out when I was yeah. in the, my I'm, I'm sure the Chinese are also very high. And any foreigner from a second or third world country, they are targeting you motherfuckers. Well, some and you of them got to look out for English. It. Some of them did not fucking speak Doesn't English. Doesn't matter. Did they pay? Heck, yeah, half my professors didn't speak English. I had this one dipshit. I still don't know what corporate bond maturities mean because he was such a horrible teacher. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like beyond maturity of like, oh, it matures in 10 years is other calculations that goes into it. Um, but yeah, these they're scum. These these business schools are scum. They're rackets. I agree. I'm I I will knock them every chance I get. And I went to one. You know what I would do if I was ever governor? I'd yeah. immediately investigate. And I'm saying like, yeah, you guys aren't getting any funding. You better start, you better start producing results like Harvard. And until you do, you're you're now a private school. We're spinning you off. Well, I made, the, Thomas yeah. I made the mistake of going to a private school for my MBA program, but it does have it's got a great network for the city I ended up in. So I'll say that. Good. But the that's material, the only reason. Oh. Yeah. So to answer a meds question, that's the only thing is network. That is yeah. the only reason you go to a to a school like that. Yeah. Okay. So before we do this next super chat, I have a question. You may ask. Did how much does a vasectomy cost? Mine, I paid twelve hundred for. Twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, because I didn't have insurance. Like, uh, I oh, I have catastrophic insurance. Yeah. It's just that's not catastrophic. I had to pay full price. Okay, because for two dollars and fifty three cents, Bacon Maldito said. Vasectomy, $120 investment with 5,770,372 and savings. I would say even if it was $1,200, it'd be worth it. Um, oh, yeah. You're saving, you know, 18 years of misery or more. Yeah, a quarter million and alimony and bullshit. And um, I mean, the, the thing is, I'll, <clears throat> I'll forewarn you about this as I've gotten older. They're really the only thing to live for is other people. And the only really real other people to live for would be having your kids. 
Now, I've gone through a not traditional life that has beaten that out of me genetically. Um, I'm a big believer in epigenetics. And whereas most normal people would maybe like the concept, they would be genetically amicable to having a little, you know, little Bob or a little Ahmed or a little bacon running around. It repulses me because it, for so long, if I had a kid, it would have been the end of me financially. So it's kind of like when the aliens see Riley or Ripley rather uh, in Alien 3 or whatever, it freaks out because it knows that Riley killed all of uh, his ancestors. <clears throat> That's kind of like it. Re the idea of breeding repulses me. So I would argue you'd have to really be at that point to make damn sure you don't want to have a kid. Because look at Rich Cooper, look at Terrence Pop, look at those guys. Those guys had kids, and that's the greatest thing in their lives. Hey, I just yeah. got to say, I am super excited for your Thursday stream. You got both of those guys got to come both on? of those guys. That's yep. freaking amazing. It is, it is. And so I'm very thankful both of those could fit that into their schedule on such short notice. Uh, but yeah, just so you guys know, we're going to have Rich Cooper and Terrence Pop on Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 Eastern. Because uh, you know that Rich Cooper fella, he's over in Kanukistan. Yeah. And that, that Terrence Pop guy, he's over in Detroit somewhere. They're on that side of the of the. Those zone. are two of my favorites. That's freaking amazing. Yep. So we're going to have them um, on. And I got to do my research and put together some questions uh, because I think it's going to be a great conversation. Because it's it's talk about what, what we're having. I don't know what it's like to have a kid. I don't know what it's like to get married. I don't know what it's like to be divorced. You know, I've seen my dad have it to it like a zillion times. I don't know. And I think. When you hear people complain about divorce, especially men, and that there's divorce rape and all this other stuff, like, is it really that way? How bad is it? Well, why can't you? And I have these stupid questions that are naive that I kind of want to answer too, so I can understand and sympathize with these guys more because I saw enough of it. Like, I, I saw it like, oh, I don't want to live in a communist country, but I've never lived in a communist country. So when these people come out of a communist country, I want to, what's that like? What, what should we look out for? How do we avoid going to a communist country? And so having those guys on, I think it would be a very productive conversation to have here, especially for my audience, which I think lean a little younger and certainly are not married, but may go down that road. So instead of talking to the baby boomer generation, which is too late for even Gen X, I like to target millennials and Gen Zers and say, all right, here's, two veterans in more way than one from marriage and divorce. And here's what you got to look out for. And I know that the two of them like had some brutal experiences throughout that process. So right. I'm looking forward to tuning in for that. Right, right. So like I said, I got to do my work and get some really good questions in and, and clarify. If you ever come up, shoot me an email or something. If you got some questions you'd like answered to. Okay. I mean, uh, if you're doing super chats, I'll just throw you guys some. Uh, I kind of, we, we can do super chats, but I'm going to focus more on them and what they got to say. So if, if you, um, if you want to tune in, you want to donate money through super chats, let's postpone until the end of the interview with them. If they're willing to stick around and field some other questions, I think Rich has to go because he's, he's busy. Well, Terrence is busy yeah. too. Um, but let's let's not make it like interrupt with the super chats. Let's just listen to what these gentlemen have to say. Um, and then we are going to field the question you and I are going to miserably field to attempt to answer uh, here in a little bit. We got a ton, man. Like, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Rapid fire. OK, so for ten dollars Canadian, which is pretty good. Yep. Uh, Lucas Szymanski says, keep up the great work, brothers. How do I get the girl? You 
you know the simplest way to get the girls? I've always recommended. No, <laughs> you go, you go to not Clark County in Nevada, and you pay a prostitute. Oh, Carson That's City, the, yeah, Carson City, is. or um, well, there's the outside of Vegas, like Pahrump and uh, what's the other one? Um, where the prostitution is. prostitution is not legal in Las Vegas. That's where people get. I say fl- go to Vegas because that's where you're going to fly into. Then you'll get a car and then you drive to these. It's seedy, man. I won't lie. Me and Davis Arena, we drove to Death Valley one time. We got gas and we looked. It's like, is that a bunny ranch? And yeah. it was. And it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was and probably started- the cat house. They did an HBO series on that. I don't know if it was the cat house. This one is out on the way on Highway 95. It's in Am- Amarosa Valley. And it's a gas station. You wouldn't even know it's there until you stop and you're kind of looking like, what is that? And you're like, is, is that? It is. And you're like, oh, like this is not pretty fancy, you know, <laughs> this is kind of wayside <laughs> roadhouse kind of, you know, toilet shed. And you're like, I think I like a herpes free life. I think it's going to. You go out to Pahrump, you don't even know where they are. I guess they're not on the highway. I've driven through Pahrump a bunch of times. I guess there's some out there. But if you want, you either go to Amsterdam, uh, you go to Vegas, go to wherever it's legal and get laid. That's how you get the girls. It's legal in Germany. I know that. Um, I mean, it's legal in Canada too, but I guess the Johns can get arrested, but the women can't. Yeah. Legal in that sense. So even though they say it's legal in Canada, don't think so. You know, it's all right. What else? For $5, Stephen Ochoa says, almost every college-aged girl I've met has told me they don't want to get married. I believe that. I even think I wrote an article and did a video that the majority of women don't want to get married. Do you think they mean, I don't want to get married yet, or I don't want to get married ever? It doesn't matter because I don't want to get married yet translates ultimately effectively into I won't get married ever because, I mean, we'll go over the wall 101 again here. These women are programmed and conditioned just like men that the number one thing in their life is what, Chad? Career. And education. It's their career and education. And so they derive all their value and women are more prone to go get master's degree, which puts them in further debt. Then it makes it that they really have to double down and make account for their career. Otherwise, their entire six years and whatever program it was was completely wasted. So now you have ego investment and sunk costs. So then they're not ready to get married until they're 34, 35. And that presents somewhat of a problem. Why, Chad? Because then they're priced out of the market in a lot of ways. No. About the- 24 versus a 34. Which one you want to have sex with? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And also, even if you do want to... Like, that's too old to start having kids, right? It's 34. getting there, yeah. yeah. You're really risking it, yeah. Um. So what I, and again, there's a, I don't know what we call this in economics, or, or you could even call it observational science. You can't really look at what people say. You almost never want to look at what people say or listen to what people say. Just what do they do? Uh, and, and this is what's sad, very sad, very dark insight. When you look at people's behaviors, it really tells you what they value the most. And this is why I'll keep hammering it away. Most women love their careers and themselves more than they love their children. They love their children. They just don't love their children more than their worthless careers and their nonprofits and all that other stuff. It's true. That's that's because they decide to throw their kids into daycare. They hire nannies. They can't wait till their kids get into school. 
the the women who truly love their children, guess what they do with their kids? They actually raise them. They raise them and they homeschool. You want to talk about true love? Talk about homeschool. And even there, it's like, are they homeschooling because they really love the kids or because they're Christian nut jobs and want to make sure Jesus Christ is your savior? You know, there's always stuff like that. I see the um, latter a bit more than the former sometimes. Well, right. I, and, and so um, when you look at women's decision, here's another great thing. How much training and effort, uh, both on the part of people who want to educate women and the women themselves, go into finding, uh, go into being a quality wife versus going and becoming the greatest feminist social justice warrior protester? I mean, there's no training for that unless you're talking about like seventh grade home economics courses. No, no. It's like <clears throat> we could say that too, but that's practically non-existent now. Right. No training. None. Because now the parents are baby boomers and those women are all like, We're independent, strong you got yeah. it. We fought for you. And there is not one second of training that goes into a young lady, unless like you're maybe Rolo's daughter. Rolo Tomasi, he trained like, hey, oh, right, yeah. you know, he sits her down and has lessons. Here's how it works, kid. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. Aside from rarities like that, no training, no real world realities, no seminars, no nothing is given to women. It is 100% all the time, career and education, career and education, career and education. And then again, re revisiting our, our lesson I talked about before, do not worry about what they say. Yeah, I'm sure women, they did a poll uh, up in the top three objectives in life, women say they want to get married and have kids. But when you look at their actions and their behaviors, that's bullshit. What, what do women want? Women want career and education and money and shoes. That's what they want. If they wanted to get married, what would be the first thing they'd do? They would quit with all that stuff and well, find a quality not. guy. They'd start asking what the men want out of women. Oh, right. Yeah. When's when is that happen? Have you seen an article? <laughs> no, it's it's just not. Nobody cares about what we want at this point. Yeah, I, I don't mean to say oh, no one cares what men want, but I, I, more of an it's observation. Yeah. If you look at the lion's share of women's articles, production, view, not one woman has ever come to the side of men and say, "Hey, some women on our team would like to get married. What do you guys want?" Like, what would you, what would make you want? Because you're the ones that propose after all. <laughs> well, you know, they're I, lied to and said that men are attracted to women with master's degrees and that have an independent personality. Those things do not result in boners. Right. <laughs> Quote of the day. <laughs> no, it does. It doesn't. But, and we can, we can argue what their ultimate underlying desires and secrets are. But effectively what men get to deal with is women don't want to get married. That's true. Period. Right. I even wrote an article called It's Not Your Job to Unpack Women's Desires. Everybody I, I, go read it. I got to jump in here, though, just because I see so much of this. They don't want to get married. That's what they say until they start to get into their late 30s and early 40s. And then they feel that then they they change their mind. They're like, oh, crap. But then they can't seem to get guys on their level to be interested in them because the guys want all the younger women. God, imagine that. Yeah, isn't that? I know you were alluding to this earlier, but I see so much of this with my clients and people I talk Too bad. to. Too bad. I see. I've I've accepted this as a story and a movie that's coming to an end for our generation. Anyway, we're, we're it's it's too late. 
uh, Gen X will have a significantly high spinster population. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's no winners in this particular story, male or female. Men will be proven right because men have, I think, more ali aligned along the side of nature and reality. And women are the one who have bought the propaganda. Uh, but this, I've, I've accepted people are, people still get upset. They're like, well, can you believe what's going to happen? I'm like, whoa, I've accepted that fate. I don't care. I, all I care about really now in my life is whether I'm right or not. And I'm <laughs> going to get that wish. No, seriously. It's, it's a very, I don't know, Confucian wise, humble man say kind of, you know, you get the, th the genie with the three wishes. Well, a chick with big tits, you know me. I'm like, <laughs> I'd like contentment. I'd like serenity. And I would like knowledge that i was right you know i, I want this stupid shit because i'm gonna die anyway um it, it it's this the sun is setting on this chapter of a generation it, and you said it right there these women in their late 30s and early 40s too late the, the part it's over but i gotta jump in with something you know you what may. Just, you know what blows my mind about what you just said hmm. somehow they end up being pickier they're in that position and they somehow are like, they're like, well, he has to make six figures, you know, have his own place. It's like you are actually trying to get people to pay full price for that. It's, it blows my but, mind. But, but that's how they've been. Look, the propaganda doesn't end when, when they leave college. It continues all with around media, them. Yeah. With social media, uh, online internet websites like XO Jane and L and uh, this and that. <clears throat> you get your master's degree. You got the Democrat Party. You got the government. You got hashtags. It's a cacophony. Look, what they really are is not only are they 38, 39, 40 uh, and demanding uh, some kind of like uh, this and better have that. They're like Hans Gruber and they're falling out of the Nakatomi Plaza yeah. and they're still saying, I want this and I want that. I want this. I want that. Like, you know what you should want, bitch? A parachute. <laughs> like any guy right now would pretty, pretty much fucking do. But again, I am, that is faded. Hans Gruber uh, manifesting it's himself as the modern day Gen X American woman spinster is falling. The battle's been done. John McClane and him have gone back and forth. Holly Gennaro has been saved. Uh, uh, Carl's brother is dead. They shot Mr. Uh, Nakatomi or whatever his name uh, is. Mr. Uh, oh, Takagi. Mr. Yeah, Takagi. Mr. Takagi. Yeah. You know what's funny? I saw him on an episode of Mission Impossible when he's way younger. I'm like, it's Mr. Takagi. Yeah. Yeah. You see all these old actors when they were younger. and It's really kind of neat. I wanted um, to hang out with Argon, and I know that Marcus Brown is never going to understand any of these references. No, he won't. He won't. Well, too no. bad for him. But the movie is pretty much already over. Hans Gruber is falling, but Hans Gruber is so deluded and propagandized and brainwashed, he doesn't know that he's going to die. <laughs> um, there's not. What do, what do you want me to do? How can I save a woman who's 44? Can't. You can't. Yeah. Especially if they're going to come up to me with this list of delusional expectations and requirements. And, and, and you know what? I, I ain't got it in me no more, man. I expended my energy in my teens and twenties and even my early thirties. And, and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Golfing sounds a lot nicer. Riding that bike sounds a lot. Changing oil sounds a lot nicer because the women aren't going to listen.
they, 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 they still have before Hans Gruber hits the ground, they still got a lot of money. Matter of fact, that's all these women have is a lot of money or a lot of debts, but they have spending capacity and man, those corporations have got to suck as much money out of them as they possibly can before Hans Gruber hits the ground. And they're yeah. going to, and why they're going to sell them lies. And they're going to go with those sweet lies instead of the harsh truth. Like, yeah, you're going to die. So I don't know. A life of delusion is better than the life of reality. I, I just, you know, you're not getting your bearer bonds. Terribly sorry. You had your chance when you're 25. I, so. All righty. Well, somewhat related. All right. For $5. Now I got to make sure I do this right. Steve Rose says, I want to be a teacher so I can help people. That's all he says. He's joking, but let me, uh, I got an article. I did want to read this. You hear about this old, ugly, again, Hans Gruber. This is a 60-year-old woman. She's fat. Oh, there she is with all the other 60-year-old women. I, I'm going to link this to it in the chat. Oh, wait, I can't. Can I? I can't. No, link, link it to my, the group chat here. I want to see what you're. How do I do that? You just go to the thing. Can I the put tab where you here? and I, yeah, you can do the one. All right, there you guys I. go. I think it showed up there. Um, just uh, look at the video. It's just, a, it's, these are your Hans Grubers. Let's see. These are your fat, old, washed up American women that are overweight. This woman, um, well, I'll read it. In 2007, the federal government launched a debt forgiveness program for public servants, but it's widely criticized as confusing, even called misleading, uh, a misleading failure. I love to teach. I went back to school mostly for what students could get out of it. Touch their lives to Deb Debbie Baker. Debbie Baker is a lazy fuck. She doesn't want to work a real job. She borrowed more money than she could ever afford to pay back. She's a parasite. She didn't want to work. She said, I don't have to go over this a zillion times because we all know that, that teacher equals parasite. Baker is a 56-year-old mother of two and a career choir teacher. So she's not even teaching like chemistry or calculus. She's teaching bullshit. How many people get hired for choir? Are there a lot of job applicants for a choir singer when you get out of high school? I'm going to guess not. No. Mother of two. Where's the husband? You, you think we're going to hear about a husband here? That never happens. <laughs> she directs the educational prof, uh, program at a musical nonprofit called Sweet Adeline's International in Tulsa. She graduated from the University of Tulsa in 1999 and, was faced, and faced a 20-year struggle to pay off her student loans. She graduated 20 years ago. So guess how much she owns now, Chad, because she hasn't paid it off and she's a teacher who doesn't fucking understand compound interest because math is tough. Well, judging by the title, I'm going to say $80,000 of debt. Oh, never mind. It's listed. Yeah, 80000 Yeah. She has let her student loans grow to eighty. Do not tell me this is a worthless, parasitic fuck. And how dare CBS News try to lie to you people? Hey, oh, and by the way, millennials, whose tax money do you think is going to be tap to pay for this <laughs> you think the baby boomers this is your money now you're in the workforce assholes so the baby boomers stuck it to you again baker now is owed eighty thousand, more than double her original loan amount chad can you ever explain to me how how compound interest works because i guess for fat bloated baby boomer tards it's oh god look at how fucking ugly she is i want to add something first i see a Man. number of clients that they're on this trajectory where they want to work in public service for 10 years just to get the loans you know, <laughs> diminished. But you know why this almost never works out? 
Because they don't last 10 years? Yeah, they hate whatever they're doing is so fucking miserable, whether it's being a teacher, (laughs) sometimes being a doctor, you know, in Mm -hmm. the public sector. They just hate it so damn much that they give up halfway through. They're like, I've had the worst last five years and I can't do this anymore. I see so much of that. Why? See, but they've never worked a real job in their life. They've never worked a hard job. They think that teaching is hard or something. I mean, this woman has had a life of privilege. Her student loans were 40000 She says, I got in there one day and it said, your loans will be forgiven if you die. Yeah, that's nice, Baker said. In 2007, blah, blah, blah. Baker never missed a payment for 10 years. Well, were you paying only the minimum? Of course they were. She said, Navient, her loan service, a repealer told her she was on track. In 2017, she applied for forgiveness and was rejected. My payment plan was correct. My employment was correct. They had just issued it with the wrong pot of money and nobody told me, Baker. What, and whose responsibility is it to make? Chad, if you owed $40,000, would you maybe make sure that the principal payments were going to the right place? Uh, as an accountant, that's probably the very first thing I would do. Do you know how I paid off my mortgage? Like anytime I made an extra principal payment, like I, I sent in the, you know, here's your bill and I write out the check. Do you know how I made extra principal payments? Uh, you just gave it to them, right? I wrote that down and then I would call and I would make sure because a lot of times mortgage companies like to throw it towards interest because they just think, well, you just want to pay more. It's like, no, you make sure that goes to principal. And then when I got refinanced, I personally would drive my check to the banker and say, that amount is for the interest. This is for principal reduction. You know why? Why? Because I'm not a fat, ugly, piece of shit, baby boomer, fucktard, worthless, parasitic piece of shit like this baker bitch. I'm a <laughs> responsible adult who paid back his fucking money that he borrowed, although I didn't. I had it and I put it in a CD and I paid it back. They, I'm not a parasite. I'm not a piece of shit. I, I, she kind of <laughs> looked like how I would expect someone. Yeah. Like oh, that yeah. No, this is this is why you can judge a liberal by its cover. I feel very guilty because of what I've done to my family. They don't deserve that. She said it's wrong on so many levels. Why don't you get a real fucking job, lady? Why don't you learn to code? <laughs> learn um, to code. You'll get banned from Twitter if you say learn to code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baker frustrated began. Really, you'll get banned from Twitter if you say learn to code. Somehow that ended up being hate speech. Um, really? I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I thought I saw that a while, like a few weeks ago. Uh, Baker restructured her loan and started over. She has eight and a half more years of payments to forgive it. What's it like having the taxpayer create a make work government job for you like choir teacher? God. Is she ever thankful for that? Like she never had to like shovel shit, wire electricity, um, work in plumbing, dig a line. She never had to do anything. And it shows because she's a fat, ugly sow. I worked for the government during the first part of my career. You know, I was with the IRS, mm-hmm. DOJ tax, tax court. And God, there were so many people there that honestly were hired for meaningless jobs that they would not be able to do in the private sector. It's almost like a welfare system for certain people who have it, no skills. There's there's a ton of jobs that are created as a welfare program. It's more of an ego program because you you know, like at least there's some pride in taking welfare. Like, yeah, I'm a lazy fuck. Give me my money. Give me my gimme debts. But there's predominantly, I'll say it again, North American white women that just that's not good enough they need to have they need i need to be doing something i need to change lives i need to help children i Ugh. need to have validation and it's like why don't you just go on the fucking dole and be a parasite why even bother with creating schools and all this bullshit make it seem like you're actually doing so just take the fucking money and go away that's not it they're so egomaniacal they need to think that they're doing something they're changing lives 
Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's a, so who here is Mark Strassman, this laugh of a joke, uh, not not journalist, not journalist, propagandist wrote it. I see. But yeah. there, there's there's your there's your teachers, there's your fucking teachers. All right, what else we get? Did I answer the question? Is yelling? Oh, I think we. I think, yeah, we answered it. We got so many super chats here. That's, okay, go 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 before we fall behind. All right, let me get to the last one. Okay, so Atham had to leave the chat because he said he had to do work or something. But for two dollars, I don't know. I don't. What's work? Uh, for two dollars, Atham says it's snowing here from Thursday to Monday. Fuck me! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Atham, move to Vegas. We'll rent it, out the Southern Command. Jesus, it's going to be eighty degrees where I live on Thursday. That's nice. I'm yeah, ready for that. It's going to be seventy here, so we'll be motorcycle weather. Okay, so for $5.56, this has to do with what you were talking about earlier. Uh, Bacon says, aircraft maintenance certification is worthless. Not only are you liable for any plane crash if you worked on or made parts for it, you barely make more than others. That's what Bacon said, yeah. Okay, cool. I, good to know. Uh, let's not Let's not go into that field then. <laughs> well, yeah, you were saying who's in charge of allowing the plane to fly. So I think yeah. he was talking about that. Um, this is an interesting one. I had to look up what currency this was, and it's actually Norwegian Kroners. Krone. Yeah, Krone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 50 of those, Legend Meadow says <laughs> the Carlson School is a real triumph of architecture with its likely asbestos insulated walls, drop ceilings, <laughs> fluorescent lights, and moldy drywall. <laughs> There, there was a ton of 70s buildings, but man, the shit they built in the 90s and the aughts is just, I don't, it's its pretty bad. Let me, I wonder if that's about ten, uh, $10. Oh, I've got it right here. It's $5.72. 50 krone is $5.72. Okay, that's what I thought. It's okay. a good one, yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I just want to see how good I was because I used to know all these exchange rates when I used to be an analyst. And so I still got it a little bit. That's all. It's- when it's N-O-K, I thought it was North Korea for a second. I yeah, like, I don't oh. think they got the electricity to send us stuff digitally. They don't do that. Um, nope. We'd be banned instantly. <laughs> um, okay, Krillin876, who has given us uh, Super Chats before. Krillin's a regular. He is. For $2, he asks, is this on schedule or impromptu? We always do it sort of impromptu, right? We do. I, I kind of want to keep... Older brother on Tuesdays, Clary podcast Fridays. Um, don't you I, sometimes be- do stuff on Monday, don't you? Sometimes if I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it depends on how much shit is backed up and whether you got the time, whether I got the time. Um, we've never been able to hold a consistent schedule because everybody keeps changing. Like DT was on regularly, then he got a job. DT will probably rejoin us for the Clary podcast later uh, because he won't have his job because he's moving to South Dakota as well. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's all, you know, it, it depends. You know, um, honestly, I'm pretty much always going to be able to do it until things pick up again in August or September, unless I'm traveling or something. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, I pay you, you know, we get, we get you, your super chads, that's super chads, blood shekels, uh, beer money. <laughs> hey, the, di- the day's coming, man. Don't you worry the day we're going to be like that killer rapper 59 or whatever that guy's name oh, yeah. Is. We're making a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars each super chat, and then then I then I then I retire. Then I mean I if, you, if you don't count my disruptive run I did earlier, this is the most productive thing I'm gonna do today. Yeah, <laughs> scraping self employed. This is the good side. Everyone sees this side of so man, I wish I could be like Chad and right? Like I didn't 
You didn't see all the other shit we had to do. You also don't want to be like me the first four months out of the year. You don't want that. So, okay, Bacon again for $5.27. He says, funny enough, Wiccan one-night stand girl, career dog walker, and she's currently with an IT guy now, almost like a script. I'm guessing this is somebody he hooked up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. A career dog walker. Well, okay. Um, Today's phrase, you know, like, was it, what was it? Pee Wee's Herman, didn't he have the word of the day? Yeah, he did. Okay, our our, afraid of, our phrase of the day is called work avoidance. Work avoidance. Work avoidance. If you are a teacher, a choir teacher, or you are a, um, a dog walker who was a Wiccan priestess and now is dating the IT guy, it's all work avoidance. Right, going on welfare is honorable work avoidance. Like, yep, I'm a parasite. Give me my money, right? But then the fake work avoidance, the fake parasites, uh, the the ego maniacal ones, they got to act like they're doing. It. There's your social workers as it. It's all work avoidance. I think so that's a fair can, statement. It is a fair statement. Yeah. Oh, and then Chad is Amway also work avoidance? I think it is the yes, way it they is. operate yes, stuff. It it's a pain in the ass to do taxes for that shit. Like put it on their 1040. If it's not a pain in the ass, then it's not real work. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's work avoidance. All right, continue. All right. So Ahmed Khan again for a dollar ninety-nine says, Don't want kids, Cap, sunshine, girlfriend, and guitar. And then he has a big smiley face. There uh, you with, go. With, yeah, uh, there, yeah. Then maybe, I'm maybe lucky. go get a yeah, uh go get a vasectomy. That might be worthwhile then. Yeah. <laughs> what we should I'll I'll be curious about that later on, but we won't do it now. Like about the process of getting a vasectomy, but you lie. It's a short. You lie down. They numb you up on your nuts. Then they give you an injection, and then you feel some snipping and tugging, and they say, "Okay, you're good to go." And then you sit on some some frozen peas for a couple of days. Well, my main question is because you probably got it when you were a little bit younger, so I want to know. Not if- when I was older, yeah, I'm not getting it in the future. So I'm wondering, do do they try to talk you out of it? Are they like, are you sure you want to do this? Never had that. Never had that. Um, I know a lot of people have had some horror stories. I'm like, okay, well then fucking go find another doctor then, I guess. You know, that that's one thing. Um, but I think these people, yes, sir, no, sir, no problem. Um, and I didn't I didn't have that problem. Nope. They said, okay. I think they knew who I was. They're like, Yeah, you don't want to breed, and we don't want you breeding either. You're Aaron Clary. Get the fuck out of here. So I know Marcus it. had it a little bit like I was saying. They're like, well, you, we're going to give you another six months. Like, they wouldn't do it. They were like, we need to make sure you don't want it. And then, <sighs> fuck. yeah, Jesus. it's crazy. I, I I would probably get in the doctor's face by that. Look, guys, you can get into authority figures' faces, all right? Because the doctor is no different than the McDonald's person serving you. That You're paying that person the money to do what you want them to do. You say, doc. You're going to fucking do it now. If you got issues with it, I'll go find another fucking doctor. Now, do you want to do it? Yes or no? You know, this is cash. You don't have to do fucking insurance. Now, are you going to listen to me like I'm a fucking adult? Or do I got to sit here and patty cake with you all the time? I mean, then- people people fire me all the time. You know, they get in my face and fire me. And then they go to H&R and they're paying twice as much for half the results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep her going. Okay. Fernando Covet. For $4.99. I think this is about teachers. The initial pay here is $55,000, but half of the teachers leave in the first year. It'd be worse if those kids were homeschooled. 
it's I'm not sure what he's saying there. Well, anyway, he was just talking about teachers. 55, well, does he live in a very expensive, because 55 sounds like an honorable salary starting. That's, 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 that's more than, that. way more than Chicago public schools will start you out at. Oh, maybe he's in a different part of town. Yeah, um, probably. Sound, the- sounds like he could live off of that, and that's nine months work. Let me see if he says anything in the chat. No, I don't see anything about that. Right. Um, okay. One second. Nick Schulaner. Oh, there's this Nick. Would, this would be oh, he's been there the whole time. This would be a good question for you. Mm. For two dollars, do most normies peak in high school or college? True. Normies. Normies. Very well, no. They peak in they they peak in high school and it continues through college. And then once the artificial environment is cut out from beneath them, then they fail miserably. So there's a lot of Al Bundys in there being like, well, a lot of Al Bundys because school, whether it's high school or college is an artificial environment. And a perfect, a perfect example of this is women's volleyball or women's softball. Oh yeah. Where the fuck do you go with that? Like Uh, after, after that, what do you do with that? Like you're 22, you graduate. What, what the fuck was that all about? Ah. You got me. Right, exactly. There's not men's sports. Maybe there's a professional league you can go play: football, basketball, baseball. I can understand. So there's something after that. But you're the most popular person in this school. You're wearing the right color clothes. You got everything bought and paid for. You don't have a job. You don't work. It's like living in Melrose Place or yeah. Friends. Like, yeah, okay. I guess all the petty bullshit and the drama and the crap. I guess that is all you have left to fight about. But once the artificial supports are pulled out, and you don't get your government loan anymore. You don't get your student aid. And mommy and daddy aren't paying for it. That shit goes away fast. And whatever skills you developed in that artificial environment are completely worthless and inac- uh, 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 unemployable. Otherwise. Well, what do you do? Well, I threw the football really good in high school. Well, good for you. Can you program C sharp? Uh, what's that? <laughs> when do you? How many jobs do you see out there in the job thing? Throws football real well. You see anything out there? <laughs> uh, not unless we're talking about uh, the NFL. I don't. Uh, I don't see any. Right. Job what about for the women? Bump set spike. Really good bump set spike skills. You ever play volleyball with serious people? I can't imagine. There's a job. Maybe a gym teacher. I don't you know, know what bump set spike means? No, you've never. Okay, here, volleyball's a fun game. You played volleyball, right? In high school, I think we did. Right? Yeah. You, did you like it? It was pretty fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. It's it's a stupid, fun, happy game. It's wonderful. I love it. I'm actually pretty good at it too. So when you go to meetup groups, or you go down to Lake Calhoun, and there's like open games. You gotta be real careful, uh, careful not to get into the bump set spike Nazi brigade. Okay. And and everybody in the chat room, if you know what I'm talking about, just press one, because to show Chad that this is a thing, this isn't uh, just just isn't me <clears throat> pulling out of my ass. But what the bump set uh, spike is, like if you want to go have fun, you play just regular volleyball, you dive, you hit, you just you know get the ball over. If you get into a group that thinks they're serious and take and, and takes volleyball way too seriously, you can't just hit it over. You always have to the ball's coming over the net. You have to bump it first, then you have to set. And set the guy up so he can spike. And if you don't do that, like you just come in and you're playing slop volleyball just to have fun, they get pissed. They will get pissed. Like, no, no, you got to set it. You got to set it. It's like, I, I saw an open spot on the other side. We scored a point. What do you guys care? 
And so if you get into these bump set spike Nazis, it, it, it ruins volleyball because it's no longer fun. You just can't play volleyball. It's, they, they're like, I don't know. They're trying to win a trophy that doesn't exist. It's just not fun anymore. Hmm. Well, am I right? What's the chat room say? Is any ones? Let me see. I'm looking down here. Yeah, it's all ones. Yeah. Okay. So those guys play volleyball. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, they just said, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'll press the one anyway. <laughs> well, we got somebody in here who I, cool. I, I shouldn't right. say her name, but I think it's really cool. She's uh, in the chat. So. All right. That's good. We do have the occasional woman here. Well, she's one that you know and that I work with, which is really cool. Really? Yeah. Oh. Look at who Look at who did a one. Right, if you look on, at the chat. I'm not saying any names, but. <laughs> where, where am I? Go all the way to the bottom. All the way to the bottom. Here's Chris. Do I know this? Wait, uh, Are you seeing all the ones there? No, hang on. Um, um, Shulaner. Bacon and I are still waiting in the post. Post one nine ninety nine. Oh wow, Chris Morales has a ten dollar. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, well, you know what? Let's not worry about that. I'll, you could tell me who it is later. I don't want to identify. Okay. No, her. I didn't either. I just yeah, I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just mentioned who she is. So okay, we'll go back up here. Um, so the last one we did was, oh, teacher pay. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, no, it was do most normies peak in high school or college? And you said yes. Yes. Yes, they absolutely do. Oh, I love this one. Rob Figulski for 1099. Ooh. Because he's a 1099. Because he's part of the superior race of humans. The superior 1099 race, of course. I have nothing but respect for people who do this. (laughs) Nothing. Okay, so. Ten ninety nine. This is crazy. Um, all right, hold on. I want to make sure I do this right. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. This is be good. Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. ho. <laughs> Another reference, Marcus Brown ain't gonna get. That's a really good one. That is the best super chat ever. Um. Come on, I, come on. You said we're backed up. This is not the live. I know. I, I, just I got stuff. To, I have I questions. To, I want to enjoy have, this one for another 30 seconds because that was I, so good. I only okay. got, I only got, I have, we've only gotten through one of Cappy's observations. I need your insight on two more, which I love the fact, God almighty, you must have the greatest internet booty ass to shake because people are well, just shaking, talking. You, the you know, hey. <laughs> for what is it work? We should get you some tassels to put on your nipples. Oh, hell yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I can't reach my microphone. Um, <laughs> for what it's worth, I got all the time in the world today because good, I already got good. the running. Well, that's, but I, I got the GF coming in. That's right. Might, you got stuff. Yeah. I got to yeah. move and all this other crap. Okay. So the next one, another really good one for $9.99, Christopher Morales, who's given to us before, he Ooh, says, yeah. hey, Aaron and Chad from sunny Florida. Sort of late in the chat, but insurance covers vasectomy, only $20 for me, and it's in two weeks. Hey, there you go. All right. Anyway, got to go back to running because I'm a teacher, and I got <laughs> free time like that. So he's he's doing what you did in a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, I. it's one of the best decisions I've made. I know there's – um. I don't want to call it scaremongering. Uh, because it's a legitimate, you can, they always say, well, you can have a reverse, but there's a significant chance. And you guys are going to have to look it up back when I was, I think it was like a 
there was a 20 or 30% chance it wouldn't be able to be undone. And then I never understood that because I'm like, well, can't you directly extract sperm from me anyway? So a lot of guys, there's other measures you can go. Don't please don't be like chicks. Like, oh my God, it just accidentally got pregnant. Take control of your own birth control. If you want to have kids or you're not sure, you don't want them now, make a deposit. Make lots of deposits at the sperm bank, okay? Uh, keep in mind, sperm doesn't last forever at the sperm bank, so you got to figure this out. Uh, but you can also have it directly extracted. It's not like this is the end-all, be-all, but there's a chance that if you go through with a vasectomy, you may not ever be able to have kids, even if you want to. So, you know, the, just, just keep that in mind. And they are reversible if you really need to do it, right? They are reversible, but that's where there's that 20 or 30% chance that they're not reversible. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just giving everybody the warning. Me personally, I, I knew since probably the age of three or four, I'm like, I don't want kids. I got to share my toys with this asshole over here. Why do I have to share my Christmas gifts with this guy? God, there's not a lot of food. Why can't we have cake? You know, I knew very young, uh, but you know, make, make sure because there's a lot of these guys who are, you know, kind of the virgin toes. You screw bitches, man. I'm 17. I can't wait till I make time. I'm going to have a second. It's like, well, hold on there, peppy, you know. Maybe you ought to hit puberty first before you have yourself a vasectomy. You know, just my opinion. All righty. So thanks again, Christopher. That was awesome. Um, Nick Schulaner for $2. This one's for you. It's just All a right. comment. Bacon and I are still waiting on the Pacific Northwest live stream. You got to get that together when I'm done moving and I have my house built, of which I got to call that fucking guy. God damn it, I forgot to call him. Shit. And also, TJ Martinell is in the chat, or was at least. Uh, shout out to him. So Is, is, he, um, is he on recess? Uh, I just saw him posting in the chat. I don't know if he's still in well, here. Well, I don't know. I'm wondering, did Leavenworth Elementary have the recess? Did, he, did this teacher allow him to get to the computer? Oh, Leavenworth. <laughs> yeah, Leavenworth Elementary. That's where he goes to school. I think he's in the fifth or sixth grade now. Do they have TJ, do they have recess in the sixth grade? Do they what what I don't know. Let's see if he answers us. Because he's well, on Pacific time. Maybe they're on lunch. Maybe he's in the cafeteria with the kids. This is about the time people go to lunch on the West Coast, I believe. So <laughs> okay. Bacon Maldito for five dollars and twenty-nine cents. Young lady I know works two jobs for her six-figure student loan payment plan. $900 a month for 25 years, unless her mom dies first. She's hoping for the latter. <laughs> God bless um, her. She's at least paying it off. What would her mom have? Oh, because her she mom died. The she loan. Get, and, well, I think also maybe she would get inheritance if her mom dies. Is that maybe it? Or that could be it too. I just I just find it tragic and sad that these super smart, intelligent millennials, who by the way are not only the most educated, but guess what else they are, Chad? Tell me. They're the most independent, critical thinking minds. Yeah. Who could never get screwed over. They could never be hoodwinked and forking over hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest payments to student loan financing companies. That could never happen to them because they're just too intelligent, too, too critical thinking. Um, <clears throat> say, see, this is where they do it to themselves. You just let life punish these people. Think about her situation. Her, her mother's inher an inheritance. Like an inheritance is a bonus. I don't think I'm getting an inheritance because my parents are poor. I'm not, I'm just, I mean, okay, we might get like, you know, some trinkets or doodads or something, but I've never waited on an inheritance. But from the sounds of it, it's almost like winning the lottery or winning a small lottery. Like, yeah, here's a $500,000 house. It's like, wow, you know, that that's really cool. That woman 
went into such debt and obviously earned a worthless degree because she would be able to pay it off otherwise that she has to squander her mother's inheritance on it Ugh. to get to zero to get back to square fucking one which is what you were at the age of 18 you stupid fucking morons and bins <laughs> <laughs> I see well, some of this. Gotta get the college experience. You know what I sometimes see? I sometimes see people in there, let's say between 40 and 50, who their parents have died. So they suddenly get this windfall of inheritance. You know, I sure. see all the paperwork mm-hmm. and get and guess what they do? Pay off debts. They just well, actually, they just stop working. They just whatever job they had, they just quit because yeah. they got the inheritance. Is it enough to live amortized? Da, 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 it is. With a oh, it is. Okay. All right. Good. So okay. I don't mean to pivot here, but I was curious what you thought about that. Like, would you would you do something like that or no, would you keep working? No, yeah, you would no, keep working, I, no, right? I, dude, death is always, I know. I remember poverty. I, I, just, I wish what we should do is we should have like a, a, a night of Cappy and we just go to the U of M campus and we wander around for 16 hours straight. Yeah. In sub-zero temperature. And <laughs> we'd really need a week. We'd really need a week. I, I bet you I could go to the old police department, find my old patrol files. They got to be archived somewhere. And I'll just pick a week. And we'll obviously, we wouldn't actually be patrolling. But it's like, okay, here's how long I stayed up. Here's how long I walked around. Here are the places I walked. Here were the temperatures. I guess we're waiting until January, bitches. And then we just go out and you get your three hours sleep and you eat a ham sandwich. Man. Then, then you'll see why I'll never stop working because I'm never going back to that shit again, ever, ever. Get your steps in with your Fitbit there, that's right. for sure. Um, God. Quick, do you guys still do that? Just curious with the Fitbit. Yeah, I got it right here. So you still have the competition about steps? It's not it, like if I got time, I'll do it. Yeah, and I can break. But right now, it's it really it helps like check my heart rate, which is super low. You um, have no heart. <laughs> I have no heart. It checks my pump rate. It's like right the Grinch the... cartoon. His heart. Yeah. Was... <laughs> um. No, I, we, we, I, but when I have free time, yeah, then I'll compete. But right now, no, I've even hit the gym in like a week. It, there's just too much shit going on. Yeah. Moving sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ahmad, Ahmed Khan. Thanks again, man. Uh, for $4 and 99 cents says, Chad, how much can a top 25% and an average CPA make? My cousin is thinking of becoming a CPA and going to the Foster School of Business. No, you should be going to um, the Carlson School of Carlson Management. School, obviously, obviously. But maybe he's not, not everybody can be accepted to that prestigious institution, Chad. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Um, it's a bit of a tough question to answer because I don't know if he's talking about working for a corporation, you know, going that route or starting your own firm and going that route as a CPA. And he wants to know how much a top 25% and an average CPA make. Um, I could look up CPA average. Yeah, I, I'm thinking he's he's probably referring to like getting a job as a CPA. Let me just check quickly if he says anything in the chat. Oh, he said both. Okay. So I'm going to answer the one about being an entrepreneur, like having your own um, CPA practice. Mm-hmm. You can easily make six figures. It's really hard, hard work. It's it's a lot of time you got to devote to it when it's busy, but you can make six figures as just you, a solo entrepreneur CPA. You can probably make any more. You can make 
if you hire people, you know, if you get so much work, you have to hire people, you can easily exceed that and get to 150, even 200K. I just, I don't want to go that route right huh. now. Here's yeah. something interesting. Um, according to payscale.com, which I don't know if I believe this or not, says the median average pay of a certified public accountant is 64,652. That seems low to me. Yeah, it seems low to me. And then the um, on the high end, top 90 uh, quintile uh, is 105,000. That does seem a little bit low to me. See, see, that's low. Maybe it's maybe they're factoring in CPAs who just start out as like staff accountants. And like, like when you have a CPA, you can progress higher. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure how they're getting that. Let me take a look at this. I think they're referring to people who do yeah. it as a side business, maybe. Yeah. No, I, I don't. It, I, I want to say it's it's more than that. All right. What else? <clears throat> All right. Let me see what else. Um, so, yeah, Ahmed, I it's the, the average is higher than that. So uh, Krillin 876 for five dollars says 40 year old career girl is picky because she is more attractive than a 40 year old mom who got married at 25 that has a rich husband career gal does lower standards till 50. Um, were you, yeah, I can, that? I can, no, no, I, he, he's got a point because in there he's hundred percent right. At least in their world, in their mind, because what's <clears throat> for picking on these women, all we want for being careerists and, and professionals, they are careerists and professionals. And by the time you're in your forties, if you have stuck with it, you are probably an accomplished professional. You probably are a good CPA or diversity assistant reserve, break glass a case of emergency assistant reserve, deputy assistant diversity director. Um, there, there is, they probably do make some money. There's, and so why would they go out with schlubby Joe, who's just a plumber making his 60,000 a year, who's got his regular house? I think, especially with the type of, careers successful corporate women have and the lifestyle they lead they okay they're in the sex in the city world do you do any of those women look like they've even dipped a toe into the blue collar world of men no and they also don't look like they've dipped a toe into the gym half the time well right but that's their world they're downtown they're corporate they live in a city they're not gonna i could see where they would dismiss two-thirds of the male population Right, uh, because like, oh well, he's not a corporate bank. And stat, oh my God, guys, status, especially now with these millennial girls, status is becoming so much more important now than even money. I'd say, like, Tina can't come to the Christmas party and say, "Here's my boyfriend Bob," and he's huh. a what's you know, he's just a manager at Walmart. You know, he's just a regular American Joe. They cannot again. Why? What's most important, Joe or their ego? It's got to be their ego if their we're talking ego. about career people. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to pull it off where, oh, Chad's a CPA, but you know what the problem with you is going to be? Let's say there's a high, and you've dated some of these high-flying corporate types. Why do you think they're not going to bring you to the party? That's a tough one. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want me at a party. But uh, <laughs> serious answer, I guess, because uh, I'm my own boss or I don't have a fancy title. Like, no, what do you that's think? A, you're a CPA. That's sexy. At least for these corporates, you know, 40 something women. Like, let's say you're 50 years old. You're making 200,000 a year. OK, OK. This is Chad, 15, 12 years from now, whatever. And now you've met a 42 year old on 
plenty of poontang or whatever the hell the website's <laughs> called. And, and she wants to take, she's got her corporate Christmas party coming up. All right. And you guys been dating a little bit. Why is she not going to bring you to that party, Chad? Does it have to do with my physical appearance? Yes, it does. Oh, this is going to hurt. I Tell know, but that's reality. Is it because I'm not six feet tall? Because we, you and I are not El Grande. We are not uh, our good friend over in Lake Tahoe. We are not six feet tall. What if the girl's really short? Really short. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, then that, that might work. But the the status thing, not only in terms of your career and everything, but also like physical I think those gals are used to getting whatever they want in the corporate world and the education world. Things have gone very well for them. They're expecting uh, men to be just as easy when they have completely misread the market of men. Uh, that, that not all of them are six feet tall and, and have a, I, I can, a cool sounding career. I will tell you, you're absolutely right. I've heard this from friends and clients that I know that are in that demographic and they're mm. single. And I've even seen people say this on a dating site or dating app. And I just shake my head because I feel like if you're in your forties or whatever, and you're successful, you're, you're behind the eight ball in my opinion, because guys are going to go for somebody way younger than that. Right. But I would say, let's say you're in your forties, uh, as a woman and you're very highly successful as a corporate person. Uh, there's nothing wrong with dating guys in their fifties. No, no, and- there's nothing wrong with it at all. I'm just saying a worthwhile you know, guy in their fifties can date somebody younger. Like he has options available younger than they are. Yeah. If they're more successful than that woman. Yeah. Then, then you're talking, yeah. The guy who makes 200,000, it could probably have a 30 year old. He probably could. What I'm saying though, is the 40 some year old professional woman who has been so successful, has been on with the horse blinders on, has been in this echo chamber her entire life. A lot of them don't realize just how much was actually given to them through affirmative action and preferential hiring practices and quotas. And we got to, you know, we got to make everybody a Sheryl Sandberg. Uh, It's almost like leaving high school and college and entering the real world. Okay, fine. Corporate America cannot spread its ass cheeks wide enough for you to fuck it with your strap on, you go girl, professional corporate woman dildo. Okay. They're, they're lubing up their asshole for you. Now you want to get into the dating world and you're just so used to everything just being not necessarily given to you. You got to work for it a little bit, but it, it's not real world level of difficulty. Now you actually enter the one thing where it's not a government program. It's not a corporate social responsibility. It's not corporate virtue signaling. There's no incentive for anybody to hire you because vagina. Now you actually have to go and compete on your own merits. You got to go find a guy. They are so misled to have higher expectations in every other capacity of their life that when it comes to dating men, they're going to expect the same. But men are not just going to they're like, no. So a 42-year-old, 43-year-old woman who's very highly corporate successful, there could be a perfectly qualified, physically tall, six-foot-two guy uh, that meets her physical requirements. But if he is a baggage handler, if he's a, <clears throat> a gar- garbage man, makes good money, support himself, probably could even be in better financial situation than she is because he doesn't piss it away. She is not going to go after because the status is not there. Just as you could have a highly successful CPA, a world famous internet podcaster, blogger, motorcycle rider, internet guy extraordinaire. But if he's under six foot, I don't want to have anything to do with him either. And so this is where they just continually go on until they're 50 and then 60 and then 70 and then dead. Well, we'll have Generation Spencer. Because they do focus on that that status that much. 
That's just sad. Right. But where are we along in the in the movie of Die Hard? What what stage of the movie are we in now? <laughs> Hans Gruber falling off the He's falling from And he's the got net. that gun in his head and he's like He's 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 <clears throat> yeah, he's oh. But that's that's the stage we're at now. Nothing it it has been the the die has been cast. We cannot stop this. All we can do is watch Hans Gruber fall. <laughs> With that music playing. Duh. Um <laughs> All righty, let me check. Do we have anything else? Um, for um, Ahmed Khan for a dollar ninety nine. Chad and Crappy thoughts on Rhodesia. Rhodesia? Did something Rhodesia. happen? Now it's, now it's Zimbabwe. Yeah, did I mean their currency got inflated out? So that's a joke now. But that happened a few years ago. Did something yeah. specific happen? That, no, you know? I think he just wants to. I mean, what 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 do you expect happens when you say, hey, you know, all those productive people who make our food. Yeah, let's hand it to these people who have no experience in farming because racism, and that'll solve all of our problems and, and their economy collapse. I don't know what else what else there is to say about it. I mean, same thing's going to happen in South Africa. I always love how communists go after the farms. Like, yeah. don't you think you'd maybe maybe to test to see if your communist ideology works, to see if your economic plan works, is maybe you take over something that isn't critical <laughs> to like survive. Like, hey, Bob. Why don't we take over the cotton candy industry? You know, let's try that first. We don't really need cotton candy, do we? So if it fails, if everything's all right, we still get no. What are they good? Gas? No. Electricity? No. Not critical enough. What's the most critical thing we could go for? Let's go for the fucking food supply. There you go, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wish communists would be a little bit smarter about it. Like maybe maybe you should. What do we need? And you know what? You know what society really doesn't need? What's that, Phil? Toothpicks. Let's <laughs> nationalize the toothpick industry first. See where that gets us before we go after the financial system. Just, just a thought. <laughs> um, let me see. Anything else? I think we're caught up on the super chats. Good. Let's get through this one. Okay. It's gonna be hard and painful. All right. Just so everybody knows, we have no expertise, me or Chad, in this. None whatsoever. And so this is why I wanted to enlist the help of um, uh, Terrence Pop and Rich Cooper. And also wanted to get um, Russell at RDK Legal in on this, but I think he's too busy, so he won't be able to join us. But I am going to refer this to other people. because. But he, the client wanted me to answer it. So I'm going to read through this, and um, we'll get through it and flounder about hi captain i would appreciate if you keep me anonymous in your video response i'm a divorced father of two children my vote my son is 13 my daughter is eight throughout my divorce and shortly thereafter i had weekly visits with my children usually one day per week for about four hours my ex-wife knew i was planning on filing for joint custody of our children which would end her receiving child support and started making all types of ridiculous allegations of abuse against me involving my children. When she started making allegations of abuse against me, this fat fucking family court judge suspended my parenting time with my children. All of her allegations were investigated by Child Protective Services and were found to be unsubstantiated. They even interviewed my children. My children basically called their mom a liar. <clears throat> I had to file a motion with the court in order to attempt to resume my parenting time with my children. The white knight cuck judge assigned my case Assigned to my case told me I have to complete a psychological evaluation in order to get my parenting time with my children back. This right here is just another reason not, I don't want to breed. Like, if there's even a chance of this shit happening in my life, there's there, this already sounds way too hellish. 
right now. Hmm. I gotta. I have to step away for just a second. I'll be right back. I gotta. I'll be right. All right. Back. I'll read yeah. through the rest of this. Yeah. We'll get through. Go ahead and read through it. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, this process took me months to complete and cost over $2,000 out of my own pocket, all while not being able to see or communicate with my children. I've since completed the evaluation. Now I am seeking a lawyer to get in the courtroom with me and file the paperwork I need to get back visitation with my children. This has been very difficult. Most of the liars I have contacted are worthless pieces of shit. They can't even return a simple phone call. A couple of them have accepted payment for me to file paperwork I requested, never did the work I paid them for and just ghosted on me. Well, I, I, there's gotta be a, the Bar Association. Don't you report them to the Bar Association? I filed complaints against them with the Bar Association for doing this. It has now been over two years since I have seen or got to talk to my children. I think about them every day and love them very much. I don't want them growing up without their biological father in their lives. Their mother, my ex-wife, is truly an evil, nasty woman only concerned with receiving her weekly child support check. She outsources my children to daycare or a babysitter, any type of opportunity she gets. Cappy, you have another video on your channel titled, Let Your Wife Have Custody with a Gentleman in a Similar Situation as Mine. I thought your advice was great for this particular man's situation. However, I think of my situation is slightly different because my children grew up with me until they were the age of seven when their mother and I got divorced. I had a strong relationship with my children, especially my son. I don't want them thinking that I abandoned them or don't love them, and I certainly don't want to be subjected to to whatever bullshit lies their mother is telling them <clears throat> about me. Well, they're, they're going to be subjected regardless. I feel a strong need for there to be for my children. You have mentioned a website before for fathers in my situation titled dadlovesyou.com or something along those lines. If you give me more information on if such a website exists in your video response, I would greatly appreciate it. I would like to hear your thoughts and opinions on how you would proceed in this situation if you were me, Cappy. Also, how can you? How can I go about finding a good red pill-minded lawyer if such a lawyer exists to help me with my legal aspects of my situation? I live in northern Kentucky in the city of Newport, Kentucky. It's on the border line of Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, yeah, I've, I think I've driven through it. <coughs> I can see it when I was hanging out with Glorious Carl. Yeah, it's pretty much a leftist shithole. If you have any follow-up questions and need any other additional information, please email me back and let me know. I really appreciate your content. Look forward to hearing from you, Cappy. Thank you very much. All right. So where's the first question? Okay, this website, dadlovesyou.com, um, if I know it, I, I don't. I don't know if any website like that exists. Uh, my idea for that site was for men in your situation where – either because of the mother or the cohorts or both or a lack of money. You actually do love your children. And for whatever reason, you're just not going to see them. Um, it, it could be right. It could be wrong. But for whatever point and purpose, you love your children. You just can't see them. And in that situation, which I think there are thousands of men in that situation, you would have this website <clears throat> where you'd have an account and you'd leave a message for your child or your children and you leave them letters for them to read through. Uh, and if you, it'd kind of be like a blog. You could just leave them letters uh, and notes saying dad loves you. And you'd write something. And then when they were older, when they're 18, you could give them a username and a password. Uh, I would log them in and they'd have access to that account and they could read what you posted for them. And then there'd be this history showing that, um, yeah, your dad did love you, but for reasons that were outside of his control, he couldn't see you. 
and you could cite and highlight and take screenshots that show the the court orders or whatever legal uh, shenanigans you ran into. Because I think in a lot of instances, the courts are against you. Uh, the wives get better lawyers. Whatever reason, the situation comes up where you love your children, you're not a bad dad, but you just <clears throat> you lost this one. You know you you. Uh, you're not going to be able to see your children. And yes, your wife is going to lie, ex-wife, is going to lie to the kids. Your dad was a deadbeat, blah, 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 blah. And instead of you wasting money, and this is the the um, presumption, is that no matter how much money or your time you'd spend, you would never get to see your children anyway. So instead of you wasting all that time and money, simply impoverishing yourself for no gain, why even fight it? Like, okay, you know what? Take the kids. Because the idea is fighting for the long run. I always said, you're not fighting for your kids to love you in the here and now. You're fighting for them to respect and love you when they're in their 30s. And what happens a lot of times is they'll follow mom's advice. And mom's advice is at at best one-sided. At worst, outright lies and wrong. And then they'll follow that advice and their life won't go the way it is. And then... You know, but how do you prove to them like, oh, I told you so? Well, this is kind of a proof that I told you so. There'd be a timestamp and everything. Um, so that's that's what that website idea I have is, but I don't know if it exists. And and frankly, I don't have the uh, programming nor the inclination to do it. But whoever else does, by all means, please please do it. Hey, I'm sorry, I pretty much missed that whole thing. Uh, that's all right. I'm, I'm going to field it myself. He, he didn't, not to sound like a complete dick, but he didn't pay you for your response. He just wanted my response on it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, you'd like to, he would like to hear my thoughts and opinions on how would you proceed in the, with this situation if you were me, Cappy? Um, I would first get a really good lawyer. That's why I spend my time on. Uh, if this has been two years in the making and now the kid is nine, I would uh, contact RDK legal, contact him. He might have a, uh, a lead <clears throat> or referral for a good divorce lawyer in Kentucky. Uh, I know lawyers, I've worked with lawyers. Lawyers are absolute worthless pieces of shit. You have to find the right one. And so that's what I would do. I would find some men's support group in Kentucky, divorced men's support group, a single father support group in Kentucky and find out, is there a lawyer? Because you have to be licensed in that state. Is there somebody they recommend? So that's another thing I would do. But that's what I put my effort and time into. And what I would do is I would pay the lawyer to find out and assess my current situation. Is it possible? Is it worthwhile for me to continue trying to get uh, custody of my children? And that's all you want to find out. Because if they, if the lawyer comes back and says, yes, it's possible, all right, then what's the next step? What's it going to cost? How much time? Da, da, da. When can I expect them back? Because now your kid is seven. Uh, well, wait, hang on. <clears throat> okay, your son is 13. In five years, he's going to be out on his own. So I, that may, And if it takes five years for this lawsuit to go through, no, then it's pointless to have the lawsuit, which again goes back to my original idea. Well, just wait it out. Okay, fine, lady. You have possession of the kids. I'll get them when they're 18. But if your lawyer says this can be done for under 10 grand and under a year, guarantee or your money back, you say, okay, let's go with that. 
But if he says, oh, no, you're screwed and you're fucked because of X, Y, and Z, and it's not your fault, blah, 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 you're still screwed. And then that's another thing where maybe even you might want to go and try and set up a website like that. You could say, look, I did love you kids. I, I did want to do this. Your mom's a And you could say, your mom's a liar here, here, and here, and prove it to him. Um, <clears throat> any other follow-up information? Appreciate your content. Yeah, so, I mean, that's me and my uneducated uh, guess. I mean, that's just logic. That's just you know, how, how I would approach it. But really, tune in Thursday when we have uh, Terrence Pop and Rich Cooper on because these guys have been divorced. Now, of course, they're not. Well, Rich is Canadian, so the laws aren't going to be the same. And I think Terrence is Michigan or New York. So, again, the laws aren't going to be the same. But they, they were going to be able to more clearly address your problem on an emotional level, psychological level, maybe give you advice. And uh, because of the parallels and similarities, at least within divorce courts, they might be able to have way, or they will have way more information insight than I will. But that's, that's my truly novice, amateur um, insight to that situation. So that's it. That's the only one thing I had to do, Chad. Was... Okay. Did you have anything else? No, that was it. I, I mean, I got other asshole consulting, but um, I, I banged that out. I, I did that. And now let's take a look here. I've been getting a ton. Um, just real quick. Just real no. quick. Um, Nick Shulander wants me to remind you about reviewing Reconnaissance Man. We should we should be doing that. We should be reviewing Reconnaissance Man. All right. Um, Reconnaissance Man is basically, you can find it on Amazon.com, but I got a lot of questions with people asking career, but associated with that is, well, where do I live? Where should I go? I graduated from Tennessee, but I got a job offer in Montana. Is that worthwhile? I can't find jobs. This is a very common. I can't find jobs where I live. Well, I guess you better fucking send jobs out of state then or resumes out of state. Um, and what I realized is if I had simply never attended the University of Minnesota, I had gone to Denver. I had gone to South Dakota. I had gone to Arizona. I had gone to Texas. I had lived in that state for a year, got in-state tuition and went there. I would have at minimum been way more happy and way more healthy uh, instead of suffering a state because I got reciprocity and low tuition. Uh, and what I found through the course of my life is that where you live determines so much else. And I would say the number one determinant of your happiness and success in life is where you live because it controls who you meet, what opportunities are available, what investment opportunities aren't available, your hobbies. You know, everyone keeps saying, well, Colorado's a leftist shithole. Yeah, but it's an awesome leftist shithole with a ton of hiking and everything possibly imagine a moderate climate. And the United States is a very big place and not everybody is Aaron Cleary. So what I did, I took all my knowledge I learned from traveling and hiking and adventuring across the United States, as well as all the economics I knew. I put together a book called Reconnaissance Man that goes through how you could personally reconnoiter the United States, travel, adventure, and find out where do you belong. And if you do that starting in high school and even college, before that, before you go to college, you take the time to travel, figure out where you want to go, where you want to be, what's going on. Um, I even talk to you about how you could take classes online while you're adventuring for a summer. Uh, so you're not wasting too much time. You're also getting your studies in. You could go and check out pretty much most of the United States over the course of two to three years. If you do summers and falls correctly, the logistics is all there. 
And then if at the age of 20, you finally figure out where you want to be and where you want to go, and then you go to college and then you invest your time and then, and then, and then you save decades of time. Like Chad, how much money would your parents save if they had just moved to Santa Fe before they even had you? <laughs> um, I'm not sure they would have actually saved that much. That place okay. is expensive. Okay. All right. But what I'm saying is why is it? I always found it a kick where baby boomers, you know, you got to wait till you're 70 before you actually go where you want to go. All the old timers now going down to Florida and, and, and North Carolina and Tennessee and Texas Arizona. And, now, and Arizona. Why, why wait until your fucking gray hair pubes before you do that? Figure that shit out now so you don't waste the best years of your life in some godforsaken upper midway. Hey, Chad, how was winter this past time? Fucking sucked. Terrible. <laughs> Minus 28, right? I, I one quick thing. This is what about what you're talking about. What about people who can't leave those places because they have to take care of an elderly parent or they have to be there until the elderly parent are your bitch. If you're taking <laughs> no, I'm being deadly. I'm doing with my parents. Oh, well, fuck, you know, every fucking time I've seen these elderly parents, they don't want to leave the house. Well, too fucking bad for them. You you handicap and cripple yourself and your economic opportunity and thus your ability to take care of them if they know you got to stay in Milwaukee, a dying, crappy shithole. We I have say to this stay a lot. Yeah, well, they, my parents, well, one, I'm never supporting my parents for shit. But if my parents ever said, well, we need you to take care of us, I say, well, I guess your ass is better be coming down to Vegas or South Dakota. And then when I leave for winter for Vegas, guess what, motherfucker? You're coming with and if they ever gave me the shit, well, I don't like the travel. I like Wisconsin. I said, well, I guess you're going to die here then and you're not going to see me. <laughs> this irrational and selfish bullshit and control parents have over their children. Whether I like my house. Too bad. Sell it. I mean, let me tell you. Let me ask you if you've seen this, Chad. Um, <clears throat> how many baby boomers or older people are now empty nesters in a house that is egregiously too large for them? Way too many bedrooms and bathrooms, and they should downsize, take the proceeds, invest in a rollover 401k IRA, whatever. But they don't because this is the house that children grew well, up, up in. Hold yeah. up. I, I used to see that a lot more than I'm seeing that now. Some people have started to get the hint, and they've sold the houses that they've had for you know, 30, 40 years, and they downsize like my parents did it, and a bunch of my clients did it in both 2018 and so far this year. That, that makes me happy. <clears throat> yes, I, I'm glad to see that as well, but I still know some old timers. Um, oh, there are. No, there are them. still a lot of people that are doing that, but I, I, I'm saying I like the trend. I think some people are waking up. Yes, hang on. This is the fucking world I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, I'm getting some emails with questions. You know what? And they're not questions that I need to answer. These answers are perfectly available. <laughs> Oh, are people sending you asshole consulting requests? No, no, these are, these are people in my life where it's like, could have swore I fucking told you I was podcasting. You know, just, I, I, uh, I, man, I, I hate most people. <laughs> like, if I'm not kidding, man. I, if you said, Aaron, this, you're walking down the street, there's somebody. You don't know if they deserve to live or die, but if you had a guess, which one would it be? They deserve to die. That's uh. But then when I got my own friends and family and loved ones that ask me stupid fucking questions, 
I, I, I kind of like, do you know who I am? Do, do you not really? <laughs> Just Well, dude, after running through the park this morning, I can safely say I'm not high on people right now. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's really exhausting and taxing when it's your own team and they display signs of inferiority and you're just like, you know, it, 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 I just want an island of cappies, not clones of me, people with my intelligence. I want to be the fucking moron. I want to be the slow poke. I want to be the dope. I want to be the one that pisses people off because I'm just not getting it. But man, I look at my own team. This is why I really hate the Republican Party. You just look at the people, and I won't mention names, but but some names a lot of people know here. And you get to know them, and you meet them. And you're like, you're a fucking loser. You're just a hypocrite and a fraud. And it's like, my God, people think we're on the same team. <laughs> Is this somebody I know that you're frustrated at? I don't. I don't. No. 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 It. It. It's a group of people. It's a group okay. of people. Okay. It's. It's, I know it sounds arrogant and cocky, but it, it gets pretty fucking like if I had to pick a team of guys to survive on, like we're getting attacked, the team would be less than three people. <laughs> so before with me included and our buddy Vince would be one of them. And the other two, uh, you don't know them. Uh, but the reason I would pick them is because they wouldn't fuck up. Everybody else I know, even if they're loved ones and my team, da, 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 They'd fuck up because they can't keep up. They can't fire a gun. They'd, they'd be questioned. It'd be handled. I'm like, <clears throat> don't have time for this. And just, just it's days I wonder, like, God almighty, what, what a world cappies be like, man. GDP per capita of like a billion dollars each. We would have colonized Mars along. Mars would be the Adina. We would have colonized Mars and turned it into the suburb of Edina when that come by this time. But Every I day got, I need attention. Every day I need attention. All right. Um, uh, there is another super chat, but first, somebody left a comment. It's not a super mm -hmm. chat, but um, we need to read these. All right. All Pro Lemonton says, Chad is a stud. I want to see him take his shirt off. And then there's like three smiley faces with hearts in the eyes. And then right after that, Mary Jo says, I told Chad I'd send him a lingerie pic if he'd dance on the show. <laughs> um why don't you guys arrange for that? And uh, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be good. Uh, what kind of dancing? I don't know. Something that wouldn't get you in trouble. Your career would still exist. Um, <laughs> that's good that's, that's the thing. Like you, you don't want to be dancing with tassels. Okay, I'll tell you that. You don't want to be. <laughs> you still got a career. Uh, maybe that's just a private affair between you and Mary Joe. How about that? Oh, uh, that's fair. We'll find a good time to um, set this up. But yeah, that's a hell of an incentive, a lingerie pick, yeah, as long as it's I, of her. I got a, she sent me bikini pics that I got to put on the fucking uh, Patreon. I got to put that on the Patreon. I haven't gotten to that yet because so much of other stuff bullshit. So, all right, um, let's postpone the super chats. Oh, there's <laughs> one more. Just one right, more. One more. Um, let me get up to it. Ahmed Khan again for $4.99 says Chad slash crappy. What kind of gals y'all pull in your prime and today? I say crappy gets crappy seven slash eights and Chad gets sexy nines. He got the unique vanilla flow. I'm gonna let you answer this first. Uh, in my youth, I pulled uh, predominantly eights and nines. So he's I right. Would, I would date the occasional 10, but Nines and tens, you find out are very psych. They're just, and they won't stick around. They won't stick around. I dated a, um, 
sports ball, blue and blue and oh, yellow. Vikings cheerleader. Vikings, thank you. I dated a Vikings cheerleader uh, ever so briefly for like a month. <clears throat> Psycho. Um, I dated a ten. I had a girlfriend for a while. Psycho. Um, you you just avoid nines and tens. You just avoid nines and tens. Um, then now I haven't been polling because I don't poll. Uh, my girlfriend is like a seven. Uh, if she dresses up seven and a half, if she's in dumpy stuff, she's a six. Um, I won't, no, I won't lie. And, and you, you usually should date a, a point or so below yourself. I don't think she, your girlfriend's ever. Uh, yeah, but you date her for 13 years and every woman starts, it's just like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> Watch her walk through that door right now. No, no, but you, you, it, it, that's how everybody knows that. It's just like, oh yeah. Okay. You again. Uh, I'm sure she's, I, I'm in my prime. She thought I was an eight or a nine and now. Yeah, I'm a seven. That's just how it goes. Don't anybody lie to themselves. If I had to pull it, I would say I could probably go back to pulling eights and nines if I wanted to. Um, now that I'm, you know, more established in career, I'm in better physical shape because I have food. Um, <laughs> you know, and and I I just <clears throat> there's always that temptation as an older guy, like once you're in your 30s and your 40s, like you just know so much. You just, it's like going back to interview with HR. You would just love to do it with fuck with their minds. So then when you go and you date girls in their 20s and 30s, you'd be just like, yeah, 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 we're not doing that. Let's try that again. Okay. Because you could, because once they start playing their games, like, I'm going to drop you off. We're going to try this again when I pick you up. See if you can get it right this time. Pick it up. I'm like, no, that wasn't good enough again. Let's try it again. Drop her off, pick her up again. Like, you just, it'd be, it'd be playing it on easy mode. It just wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what I got back in my youth, and um, I probably could still get it. I could probably still get it for for my age, especially. I dated somebody who I consider to be a nine. This is when I was younger, early thirties, and I thought it was awesome. Like it was only for six months, but the thing was, she was older than me and still a nine, like very very attractive. But the issue was, she was getting to that age where you know, it's if you want to have a kid, you got to shit or get off the pot. And she was telling me this and I was like 30 at the time. And I said, well, I, I, it sounds like you really want this. So we got a part to give you a chance. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sucked because I really did think she was awesome, but she was older. No, no, that's the right thing to do. I mean, did she end up having kids? Do you know or no? That was what kind of sucks. She ended up not having kids and moved out West uh, to be a realtor. And she still looks, you know, it's been six years. She still looks freaking amazing. Oh, there you but go. But I really, she made it seem like, I guess she just never got a chance to have him. Yeah, there was a, a real nice gal I dated. Uh, and at minimum, she wanted four kids. Minimum. Minimum? Minimum. Mormon? Catholic? No, she had great parents. Just, I mean, if, if I had parents like that, I'd want to have kids. Because they were just the greatest. Oh, God, they were amazing. They treated me like a king. I was just like, what the fuck is this? What? Oh, you guys actually meet for Christmas? Holy shit. What? <laughs> I mean, and, and she was nice and wonderful and sweet, but she said, I, I want to have four kids at minimum, which I, I mean, there's no negotiating, you know, like that was the minimum. She wanted more, preferably. And I'm like, dude, um, I, uh, and I tried to negotiate with like a dog is like a kid. What about, what if we got two dogs? No, we can't have two. Okay. Four dogs. Four dogs are like, no, I don't want it. I want cats. All right. All right. Well, we'll get two cats and hopefully I'll adapt to their allergens. Uh, but then we'll get two dogs and she wanted nothing to do with it. So yeah, that one unfortunately had to go away. <laughs>
Uh, um, you know what? If if your girls started voting Republican and Libertarian and made it easier for men to make a lot of money and you lowered our taxes, then we might be able to afford kids. If you put the emphasis and focus on men again, then maybe we'd want to be fathers. But since you just can't get enough government check dick. Well, hold up. I gotta. I have a bit of a cautionary tale from last hmm. year, and you already know about this. Just because somebody seems to have the same political views as you and you see the world in the same way does not mean that they can't be crazy or, or have red flags up the ass. Oh, yeah. No, you could see that. A lot of the um, rich Republican girls go to the private yeah. Christian colleges here. Dude, give me a liberal goth chick any day over that shit. Uh, I got hoodwinked a bit last year. You know all about it, but yeah, just because they're conservative or agree with you does not mean that they're good partners or people. Correct. Correct. Yeah. No, I, there's been, and you know, and most girls are Democrats. Most girls are liberals when you're younger. And I dated many nice liberal Democrat girls. They were conservatives underneath. They're traditionalists. Uh, but they you I'm for a little person because I are so smart. My professors just put in my head what to think. They wrote it down. You will there be for the little people. And ah. but never mind. That's a different story. Um, all the right. The all next right. super chat. Can't. Well, there's another really so bacon maldito for five dollars and fifty six cents. He did another one of those like block um super chats where there's <laughs> yeah, no of course faces. he's got to. So let me let me try this one again. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Career woman with doctorate in English and environmental vegans working nonprofit and teaching the children want to pen trinket shop and have kids at 34 after the guys. Ha. How'd I do? Can you see this? <laughs> Sorry. Had it muted here. Uh, no, I can't. See. Well, I guess I could switch over. I see nah, it every don't... day. I see it every day. I don't have to. Yeah, you texted it to me. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... Uh, all right. Are we caught up on Super Chats? Yes. All right. Uh, I re now, another observation of Cappy. Are you ready for a second observation of Cappy? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, where is Mary Jo? Uh, she's in Texas, right? Well, right. Yeah, but where where is she? Not not what physical location, but what is she participating in right now? Work? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where should she be? <laughs> um, home? She should be here podcasting with us. Oh, okay. That's, that's where she should be. But these women with their freaking rights and their driver's licenses and all that. Now they got ideas, Chad. Now they got ideas. And they think that I, I'm just wondering, should women be allowed to work if this is the result? If they have their priorities all screwed up? <laughs> um, she is in the chat. If We, we can ask her. I know. Questions. I know. I don't have time because the GF is coming back in about an hour. And so we got to go through all this crap. And one of these days we're going to have we're going to have to do a nighttime one where she's not at work. You know, contributing to GDP. We'll have to have her on. You guys can talk your little porn photo exchange or whatever the hell you guys got going on. Uh, but That's yeah, fine I just, by me. Like I prefer doing these at night for some reason. I I know, but at night I'm you're busy. I'm the, I know. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the thing. And she works during the daytime, like a traditional Republican conformist ever would. <laughs> um, but I do. I will be getting some, uh, and Nevely will be getting some more dating questions where I would like to have a female opinion uh, on them. Yeah, but, uh, she just can't be working if she's doing that. All right, second observation of Cappy.
Um, or third, whatever the fuck we're on now. Uh, sentimentality. What about it? Well, I want to know what the appropriate level of sentimentality is because I'm moving now, right? And this house is going away. And uh, I'm I'm of the mind, progress, sell stuff, get rid of it, moving, advancing, forward, happiness, nirvana, utopia, that type of thing. The GF is all like, I miss this. And I miss, oh, my God. You know, on the verge of tears. I'm sure there will be tears shedded, which I understand. How long has she lived there? Only seven years. And you're 12 or 13? 13. 13, yeah. Right. But, you know, girls are more sentimental about stuff than than guys. I uh, And I've never had a lot of material items that I'm like, oh, my God, I really need this. You know, I, I got my, my uh, uh, not lawnmower, my uh, vacuum cleaner from when I was a kid. It's an old Hoover. That kind of is one of the few things. I, I know it sounds stupid, but it's one of the few things I bring with me. Um, but Friday, guess what Friday will be? Friday is... Um... Is that the day you're like completely out of there? That's Saturday. Friday is going to be the last Clary podcast from the Northern Command, the original Northern Command. That's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because I started the podcast here. It's always been here. And uh, yeah, so all this will be, uh, this will be no more. That'll be the last time. Now, who is a world famous podcaster who also lives near where I live? And I've had him on a couple times. Mr. DT. DT. Who is also doing what? Moving to South Dakota. Moving to South Dakota. And he's going to move before I am. So I approach DT. I say, hey, DT, you know, you're moving. I'm moving. Uh, Friday, do you want to come over and do a one last podcast, one last Clary podcast from the original Northern Command? Because yeah. he's been here a couple times. And I said, and then, you know, because you're moving, I'll come over and we'll do one last broadcast from the Hunker Bunker because that's his uh podcasting and he actually has a real studio it's much nicer than mine it's not just a setup like this uh and i said why don't why don't i go up there and do it you know what he said he had an excuse i'm guessing no no he's like well, why would we just do it over youtube oh because that defeats the purpose of being the last uh person to do a podcast exactly and i'm thinking like dt I, of all people i thought he'd be like yeah i should do that one last podcast from the hunker bunker with my good friend Cappy, because he's been in that house his entire time ever since he's had Cappy. I think he's been there 15 years, 16 years. He's been there longer than I have. His kids have grown up there. That's where he started podcasting. I'm thinking he's totally going to want to do this. He's like, well, I would just do it over YouTube. And so my question is, where is where is the appropriate amount of sen- sentimentality? Because I'm not going to cry and sob over a napkin I found in the drawer like the GF will. Uh, that reminded her of a time we grabbed extra napkins at Taco Bell in 2013. I'm not going to cry about that. Well, Nor am I this cold, calculating bastard like DT apparently is, who's just like, ah, fuck it, we'll do over you. Am, am I am I anchored correctly here? Is this the correct, appropriate level of sentimentality? I should want to do one last podcast no, with DT? That works for me, and I actually... I don't know why I feel this way. I have a twinge of feeling sad and nostalgic that you're leaving this one because I've been there before. Mm-hmm. And two, because when I discovered you, you know, discovered you years ago, it was all those videos that were done. It was in your place. Right. So it's like, man, that's like an era ending. 
Yeah, some of them were downstairs in the basement. That's where it originally uh, <clears throat> started. If there was more crap on the walls, that's where it was. With the Snoopy picture. With the yeah. Snoopy picture, right? But that was that was the same house. So yeah, I I just want to make sure you know, you got to. Am I off here? Is society going one way? Am I am I off base? I'm not off base. I think it would be nice, you know. Totally not using this to guilt trip DT, the cold heartless bastard of the North, into uh, maybe uh, you know stopping by and having a podcast or having a podcast at the Hunker Bunker, but. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't just not do one last podcast. If I was DT, I could not do just leave without how doing far, one more podcast. How huh? far away are you guys from each other? We're about fifteen miles away. Fifteen? Yeah. Oh, um, he should. He should go there. I think. No, we'd go both places. He'd come down here for one final one. I'd go up there for one final one. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 So, and and I think he'd have to come down here first because we're leaving relatively soon, and then I'd go back up there, but. Apparently not. Apparently he hates Minnesota so much he can't wait to get out. He ain't going to do one last podcast from his hunker bunker. Yeah, you can't blame him for that. <laughs> no, no, that I can't. Um, let's get through a couple real uh, quick. Um, can we do a super chat before? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Ahmed Khan for $9.99. Holy cow. All He's right. being Thank very you, generous. Very generous. Thank yes, you, Thank Ahmed. you, Ahmed. He says, how do I, how to deal with people thinking you're dumb for going to a low ranked school to study what you want? When I tell my mates I'm transferring to the lower ranked uni for computer science, they look at me like I'm dumb. So I guess he's saying how to deal with people who are like piling on you for going to a school that's not highly ranked. Do you know how I deal with stupid people? <laughs> do tell. I ignore them. Ignore them. What do you care? What what does he care what these people think? Who well, gives a shit? <laughs> he's he said in the chat, like I'm looking at this below, he said uh -huh. that some of it's family and it makes him sad because it's his family. It's not just friends, it's his family. They're kind of this is not to besmirch a med, but this is a problem that many immigrants, particularly of Asian, all Asian except for Russia. I mean, this is East Asian, uh Japan, all the way to Middle Eastern Asian, uh far east side. Uh, and including the Indian subcontinent, uh, there is this bullshit. You want to talk about addiction to status? It is Asian parents. Um, th I don't. I, that that is a holdover that's got to be left in the home country, man. It's got to be left there because there is no room for it here in the United States. Now, if they're talking status, like they're going to send their kid, like let's say they're going to send Ahmed to uh, Harvard or MIT or Caltech. All right, that's a different level of status but there is no difference between you know whatever wherever he is university of texas dallas and university of texas houston computer programming or computer science program uh there is no status tell there me is if no this is, sorry to interrupt i just i tell me if this is a fair statement like along with what you're talking about now if as long as you become whatever it is would make your parents proud, whether it's a doctor, lawyer, even hell, a licensed CPA, engineer, mm -hmm. do Asian parents actually give a shit where you went as long as you achieved that professional status? I at, honestly don't know. At, at, I'm, I'm speculating, but based on what I've seen <clears throat> with the many clients I have, they will at the time because, again, actions. Do their parents love their kids or do they love bragging about their kids because they love themselves more about their ego? It's a despicable act that I've seen. I've seen parents disown their children because they changed their degree from becoming a medical doctor to a chemical engineer. All right. So it really, uh -huh. I mean, this is, this is a sickening, disgusting, so I'm, I'm kind of animated about it. 
but at the time, especially if you are the oldest and especially if you are a male, they're going to come cracking down on you. Like you have to get into a good school. It starts with GPA. Then it goes to SAT. Then it goes to what school did you get into? Because they got to brag. Whatever fucking limp dick reason this Asian culture has about bragging to their brothers and sisters about their children versus theirs, it's bullshit. Because the long-term goal should be how much fucking money does the kid make? And that's not even on competition. That's because then his life or her life is going to be a hell of a lot easier. So whereas to you, me, anybody else, we look at the long-term goal. It doesn't really matter where you go uh, as long as you get an accredited degree in a legitimate field because you're going to make the same amount of money. And then let's say Ahmed becomes a great computer programmer. At that point in time, then they'll brag about Ahmed. But in the here and now, if Ahmed drops out of you know, UW Wisconsin Snootsville and goes <laughs> to UW Wisconsin Dolesville. Oh, shame. And oh my, oh. And then I don't know what happens behind the scenes in Asian parents where Ahmed's uncle teases Ahmed's dad. Oh, I see Ahmed went to UW Wisconsin Dolesville. Oh, well, my son, Abdul, went to University of Maryland Snooty Snootsville and he's got a, oh, a 1300 essay. Whatever the fuck this dick competition is i don't know <laughs> but it ultimately does not matter to the kid because the kid's the one that's going to end up either making it or not so i'm sure he's getting familial pressure because he dropped out of the more pre prestigious yet still state school that isn't mit so it ultimately doesn't matter to go to a much more affordable probably more convenient and just as good of an education school that reflects poorly upon the family sh uh, shame or honor or whatever bullshit. Meanwhile, Ahmed's still going to have the exact same success. Probably have a couple extra grand in his pocket if he goes that route. You That's saw just, that. Yeah. Well, this is old news now, but you saw that they, there were these celebrities that were giving like five and six figure bribes to get their kids into college. You know right. what I'm What are you giving a six figure bribe? See, and there's the status. You're giving... A college, a six-figure bribe? It makes no uh, sense. Were there, were there wasn't there a, a seven? Like there was a multiple millions yeah, of there dollars. Were, there were, yeah. There were people yeah. that were just doing this under the table. And I'm thinking, why don't you just donate it, donate it so they can build a, give, something? Give the kid the fucking money. Kid can or, retire. Or but that see, too. But that's the thing is they got to, I mean, and, it, and it, it affects American white people too. I think they're all predominantly white people in that. Um, yeah, they were. That scam. Yeah. But at that level, oh, I got a break because my daughter got into ASU. I mean, fucking crazy. It shows you how connected they are from the economics of it. And, and unfortunately, well, now elite, um, the children of famous actors and actresses, uh, they're in for a world. That's a different world. And those kids are never going to stand a shot because they're in la la land. But if you are an immigrant family where your, your family is kind of the American dream, uh, they're, they're not multimillionaire or maybe they are, but they earned it through doctors or being engineers. And now your dad wants it. They are, uh, they're not in that realm of multimillion dollars and fame. And we got to keep our name relevant in the, in the newspapers and the media. Uh, but they do in their own little weird circle of hell, got to, use their kids as gladiators apparently to battle their, their other nephews and nieces. I, I just, I don't understand it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, did your parents ever put pressure on you like that? Fuck no, they put pressure on us. And once, once they realized we were going to fight and be shit in school. And, and plus my parents got divorced when I was seven. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, that's the second grade for me. My sister, I don't even think was in school at that time. 
and by that time it was just there was no school ended up becoming like a place to send the kids so we can all work you know that's what yeah. and then it's like did you did you not get in a fight good did you uh did you not punch the teacher fine you know that, that's kind of what it was so it's like if you don't go to the carlson school of management i'm going to disown you no and- there was none of that <laughs> There was none of that. There, there wasn't even the privilege or the time to even think those lofty thoughts. They kept saying, "Oh, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college." For a while, and there's no guidance there. But uh, yeah, they they said you got to go to college. Uh, and they all said the same lie. All parents tell their kids, "You're smart. You can do anything." It just so <laughs> happens that they were telling the truth in my case. But for the rest of you fucking plebs and morons, that is not the kid. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So eighty five percent of you. No. Everybody listening to not this show right here right now is smart. However, you should, I'm, I'm not joking about that, but this I'm talking about the rest of the fuckers out there watching the view or some other shit like that. So he should just worry about his own path and what he wants to do and just ignore all these people. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, cause he knows, he knows what it is. Uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. Um, all right. Do we have that? That's all for the super chats right now. Uh, right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Let me take a look at something here. Everybody go take a minute break or two. Chad, go ahead. Take a break. All right. I'm getting some texts. There might be a chance we get uh, Mary Jo on. Oh yeah, right now. Well, yeah, because because that's let's let's text Aaron in the middle of the show and see if I could come on now. Let's not wait till the beginning. Okay, okay. she's at work. She, Mary, because I know she's listening. How were you expecting to come on the show if you were? See, Chad, I need I need clones of me, man. I need just give me an army of one thousand Clarys. Well, we're both working from home today. <laughs> we always work from home. Uh, all right, let's take a look. We did that. We did that. We talked about the fat broad. You see this? <laughs> you see this Burger King commercial about the unhappy meals? I think I did see that actually. Where instead of a, a happy meal, it's a sad meal or a depressed meal. Yeah. Did, did you watch the commercial though? It sounds familiar. I, I somehow remembered that. Okay, a so meal the or... commercial is a poem. And if you took Seth Rogen and you ringed him out like a wet rag and all that excrement of millennial, you know who Seth Rogen is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we, if we took him and we wrung him out, we took all that pure extract of millennial and then we refined it in a centrifuge, that purified extract of millennial is what they would have that they used to make this movie. Matter of fact, I don't even know if Seth Rogen is alive right now. They probably had to use all of Seth Rogen to make this movie or this uh, commercial because it is the most sappy, sad, pathetic thing I've ever seen. I get the shtick about McDonald's has a happy meal and Burger King could have done something like dark, like, ah, be a pissed off meal. It would have been comical, but then they made it where each millennial is reciting part of a poem. Like, I am down and I am depressed. You criticize me for the way I dress. And this girl throws her locker shot and it says skank written on it. I mean, it is like this emo. You ever been to a poetry slam? I did go with Cuddlewookums to one of those. How was that? How was the poetry slam? 
Soy, soy everywhere, as far as the eye could see. <laughs> soy, soy everywhere. I'd shit on them and I would pee. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was it was like a poetry slam. It was oh, the God, self I hate those. masturbating, dark, emo, woe is me. I'm more serious than I hear a fucking Burger King commercial. And it was always about being oppressed and having a disability and being bullied and your boss is a dick. And it was just, again, Seth Rogen, they wrung him out, took it, purified that, and then they made this commercial out of it. God. Now, <clears throat> let's see if we can use our detective minds here, Mr. Elkins. If that is what marketers are advertising to that's that's their strategy that's how they're going to get millenn and that's all millenn it was all 30 and younger all 30 right. and younger teenagers to up to 30 <clears throat> what does that say about millennials that they are a pretty sad group as a whole um what else where, where are you going with this? well this is just one of the latest incarnations of virtue signaling corporate advertising virtue signaling where corporations have used millennials politics to sell to them because i don't believe for a second people at target like fat chicks even the fat chicks at target don't like fat chicks but why do they advertise to plus sizes because that's what the consumers are because that's what the consumers are and it shows how open-minded they are it sells to a value that the millennials have all right uh, baby boomers they wanted Ann market gen xers we want jennifer aniston we still want Jennifer Aniston, but millennials, they want more. They don't want, so they want acceptance. They want their poly target. Same thing. When they just could not rush fast enough to say, we have transgender bathrooms. Remember that? I do. That caused kind of a shit storm, didn't it? Right. And then Starbucks wants to have a conversation about race. There was two years ago, they had the Super Bowl commercials that were all political. Right. It. And at first, it's a bit shocking until you figure out why these corporations are doing it. They're doing it because millennials, who are now the largest uh, purchasing generation, I guess we could say, <clears throat> their number one value in their life is their? Uh, millennials? Honestly, I don't even know, dude. Politics. That's oh, the, it. oh you're, that's it's, where you're going. Yeah. It's their beliefs. It's their politics. Everything else was an accomplishment. Hey, don't you want this speedboat? Well, you know who gets speedboats? Rich, powerful guys who make a lot of money. Oh, boy, I better work hard and get that speedboat. Said the baby boomer. Hey, do you want to have, uh, I don't know, what, what, what did Gen X say? Oh, you want this big McMansion in the burbs with the hot wife in it? Oh, you better start working really hard. Oh, I better start working hard. And what that did, uh, and you could say it's materialism and whatnot, but at least with advertising, advertising tells you about the people they're trying to advertise to. And so when you saw beauty and excellence and wealth and richness, at least that said, okay, all right, maybe that's a bit egregious. Maybe that's a bit much. But at least they're going after hot chicks. At yeah. least those guys are in-shape guys who are chiseled and good-looking. I should want to kind of look like that guy. I don't, but I should want to aim for that. Now, what we have is politics as the number one form to sell to millennials, which is a scathing condemnation that, that you've given up, you forfeited excellent accomplishment and achievement for just a simple belief. Or my my identity. My identity is that I'm, I'm I'm a trans bi, whatever the fuck it is this week. I don't know. I mean, Google came out with 58 emoticons for 58 genders. This is what I like about Stefan Molyneux. Like one of the things, he's very careful to say like, okay, so you were born this way. It was an accident. You can't <laughs> take credit for something you were born with. Right. 
Your your traits, you, you, everyone value. They celebrate their traits. That you go to millennial. What's your number one achievement? My trait, my skin color. You know, they always start as a black woman. That's as horrible. a white Hispanic. Yeah, that, as a male. Uh, what? A, yeah. What? As somebody who as somebody who just let life happen to him, you didn't do anything to earn your skin color or earn your vagina. But with this Burger King thing, it's just the latest evolution because guess what now also defines millennials? It's not your accomplishments. It's not the fact you made money. It's not the fact that you're a successful uh, engineer or doctor or programmer. It's not that you're a good father or wife or mother. It's not that you're a good uh, community citizen, uh, you know, being the dentist, helping out the kids. It's your political beliefs. But now, guess what it is now that gives you value as a millennial? Being a victim? Good, yes. Uh, but that also comes with skin color and vagina uh, and the oppression. Yeah. yeah. What did I say was going to be the white millennial's way to become a victim? Ooh. I... If you're black, you're discriminated. You're female, you're discriminated. Hispanic, non-white, non-male, you already got your thing. But if you're a straight white male, how do you get your, your disadvantages and your all poor babies and your give me dads? I'm going to guess you choose to identify as something other than a white male. Am I close? That's, yeah, you're close. Um, Man, that was Okay, the best. you're very, very close. What? How would you describe the poetry slam you attended? Oh, my God. Um. Everybody looked funny, dressed weird, like didn't seem to have any. I can't describe it, man. It was just so stereotypical when you think of these things. Like the guys had those those little mustaches. That, sure, sure. Ear um, gauges, maybe even. Yeah. It just nobody looked like me or you there, to be honest. How was the poetry? How would you describe it? Depressing. Depressing, not... which is? Oh, you're saying that they're they're saying that they're depressed. You're saying that's how they give themselves value. And depression is part is one of many types of mental illness. Mental illness. I should have guessed that earlier, man. Burger King had their marketing department has gotten it. They figured out that the millennials and younger value themselves, define themselves. By their mental illness, whether it's real or 99.8% of the cases, made the fuck up. I should have guessed that. I can't believe that. You're, well, you're you're head. not. You're just a rookie, uh, uh, Cappy <sighs> Cap. I, that's all right. It's all right. <clears throat> but it was so telling to go for your politics. You're going to save the environment. We're green. We're organic. Come shop by. We're certified this. We're certified that. Look at us. We let people who are confused about their identity shop in, uh, and piss in our apartment or whatever it is. Uh, we have conversations about race. You could come here if you're in Starbucks. And we, if you're black, we'll give you free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. Some people did it that. It did. They yeah. did YouTube videos Absolutely. like as a parody. As a parody, they're like, watch what this is going to happen here. God bless them. <laughs> Good for my black brothers who want to get their free coffee at Starbucks. You get your free coffee. Go for it. You go for it. You make those prissy liberal white people pay. I hate uh, Starbucks. $5 in, in coffee. I'll teach them. Uh, but but look at how sad and what a what a – I don't even know what the word is. What's sadder than sad? Pathetic? Pathetic. Mor morose? Um just pathetic, I think, is about the only word in the English language to describe this. Loser? I don't know. Where your, your generation has behaved in such a way and made purchases in such a way that instead of 
advertising to what would traditionally be, I don't know, uh, human nature, uh, strong physique, beauty, success, accomplishment, achievement. <laughs> They're advertising to the fact you're a goddamn emo. And you're cankerous. scared, and I'm, and I'm depressed, and I'm angry. Someone called me a skank, and I'm bullied, and my boss is a prick. And they're th- and I can't see. Originally, I was really pissed off at these corporations, but the more I think, the more I think about it, you know what? It's Operation Evil. They're just advertising and telling these people what they want to hear. But the reflection upon the generations that they're ever that demographic, you guys should be insulted. The listeners here are. They know that. They're they're these are the smarter millennials. These are the elites. You know, we got the Gen Xers who aren't no dopes. We got the Ameds going off to grad or a, a computer science school. So we got these guys. But the rest of your generation as a whole, if if they weren't so dumb and brainwashed, they would have the capacity to be insulted, but they're not. They probably are thinking, oh, Burger King gets me. I'm gonna have myself. You thought McDonald's was unhealthy for it. Do you know how bad Burger King is for you? You know what really confuses me? I thought these millennials, they're supposed to hate, you know, big corporate chains like this. I'm confused. That's how brilliant corporate America is. They got these dipshits. I remember Gen X. Oh, yeah. Corporations were evil. And, uh, you know, the the, uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street movement, maybe those are some older millennials. Yeah. And some Gen Xers. But now they got, dude. Exxon Mobil could probably get these dipshits to go think that they were going green. They probably could. But you're right. Corporate America has successfully convinced this generation and younger that they're on their team, that they're no longer big, bad corporate America. Now, of course, they're going to pay for it because the millennials, because everyone who's in corporate America attended what school? Uh Fuck, I don't know the Ivy. The Carlson League? School of Management. Oh, uh, <laughs> the Carlson School of Management. Right, of course. So, how far do Carlson School of Management graduates think in advance? Mm, I'm going to say not too far. Yeah, they might think about tomorrow, but they don't certainly go more than a week and certainly not more than a decade. So, if you keep promoting this Marxist leftist slop and you abdicate these kids of any responsibility and you actually support and promote their mental illness and their politics, how are they going to vote? They're going to vote the the wrong way, let's say. Okay, they're going to vote for the Democrat. They're going to vote for socialism. 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 What does socialists socialists do with corporate taxes? Oh, let's see. They spread it to everybody except them. Right. So corporate taxes will go up, but what do real socialists do? They don't even bother with corporate taxes. What do they do? They just take from the damn trough, don't they? They just they just take over the company. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> do. They, there's actually there's this get woke go broke meme going around where sure. these companies are like screwing up and basically alienating their customer base. Like that Gillette anti mail yeah. ad. I guess that was a few months ago. Yeah, their sales did go down. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I'm I'm more shocked it didn't go up because millennials just can't masturbate enough to hating themselves. <laughs> uh, but apparently it did go down. Apparently there's enough people. In all honesty, what should have happened to Gillette? If this was 1947 America, what would have happened to Gillette? You mean if they did that ad? Yeah, if they did that ad in 1947, what would have happened? Well, they'd go out of business because they, sales would have dropped by two thirds. Now I th- I think sales dropped by like three percent. I quit buying. I I use a, a razor with you know the the disposable ones. You use it, then you throw away and connect to your. Razor there. I quit buying Gillette because mm. fuck that. Yep. 
no, I, I just uh, just want to point that out about the Burger King ad. I mean, people thought, oh, it's kind of cute. It's kind of weird. But I want to unpack why it was weird. I figured it out. And it's because that is so condemning and mocking of young people. But they're too st- – and they deserve it because they're not going to get it. They're going to they're gonna, they're they're gonna associate notice. it. They're not going to notice. They're going to say, yeah, Burger King gets me. I'll have some extra fries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Super Chats, anything left? Got one more here uh, from Bacon. He says, today's depressed kid lyrics, Rx by three doors down. I actually tried to Google this to find the lyrics just to look at them real mm-hmm. quick. Lyrics. Lyrics. I'll read some of this. Um, Is it going to be like the song uh, Dancing T- uh, Cheek to Cheek? Let's see. I guess I just got lost being someone else. I tried to kill the pain, but nothing ever helped. I left myself behind somewhere along the way, hoping to come back around to find myself someday. It's one of these woe is me type songs, I think. Mm -hmm. Would you like to hear something that came from the uh, 30s? Sure. Uh, This is Cheek to Cheek. It's about a, a woman and a man. They sing to each other as they're dancing. Heaven. I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. Yeah, yeah. And I seem to find the happiness I seek. We're out together dancing cheek to cheek. Heaven, I'm I'm in heaven. heaven. And the cares that hang around me through the week seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak. We're out together dancing cheek to cheek. How? Which one would you rather listen to? Well, the one you did, and you know what's kind of crazy is that there's been some, I think it's credit card companies that are taking that and putting that song in their advertisements. Really? Yeah, there's they're ta- I, I think it was maybe MasterCard or maybe Visa. That's the song playing when they're advertising all the shit you can use your credit card for. There can't be a happy song, a commercial out there now. I, maybe they're trying to appeal to some of the older people. I don't know. Uh, the ones that pay back their credit cards? <laughs> Certainly ain't the millennials. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. Go ahead. What we got? Oh, that was it. That was the, I that think was, that's the, that was the last super chat. That was the last super chat. All right, cool. Well, let's wind this up here uh, <clears throat> very quickly and do all this other stuff. And uh, we'll uh, close out. Uh, remember, everybody, check your spam folders. If you have sent Asshole Consulting a request, we switched uh, servers, and so now I'm having a little bit of trouble with the email ending up in the spam folder. Check your spam folders. I email to everyone, and I will also be sending a follow-up email through my personal email at cappycap at yahoo.com, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, RDK Legal, if you are a man in Illinois or Florida and you uh, might get divorced or thinking about divorce or you think about getting married, why don't you go talk to Russell at rdklegal.com. Better to talk to him now than later because you could take action now that prevents a lot of pain and agony and getting married down the road. I heard <laughs> just, I hate to say it, but one of the best things, just don't get married. <laughs> just don't. It used to be a joke. It used to be like an edgy risque position. Now it's just old fart Dwight Eisenhower, 1950s common sense advice. You know, eat your vegetables. Don't get married. Uh, TheMensAdvocate.net. Please check out TheMensAdvocate.net. Sanity is the future of wealth. You can read that article behind my Patreon paywall, which you can find at patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you heard about Chateau Hartiste, right? Yeah, he got deplatformed, huh? He got deplatformed. And then TJ immediately, oh, my God, did you hear that? Did you got that? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should back it up. 
So uh, I'd come out with Love Letters to the Left, which is um, uh, goes up to the end of 2018. So we're only five months in, and I took like the best posts I've written for 2019. Do you know how many pages it is already on like an 8 by 12 Already 100? It's 111 pages. So that's like a 160, 170 page book uh, already. Uh, because I have written some monster articles uh, uh, this this year. Uh, but I have backed those all up digitally. And so just a reminder for all of you out there who happen to be in the profession, it's always good to back up your blog. Uh, and so everyone's, oh, you got to, did you black? Yep, I backed up my blog. It's good to go. And if the uh, the Google ever decides to delete or ban Captain Capitalism, where can people maybe get the best post, Chad? Um, you're talking about if they get rid of your blog? Yeah, if they get rid of my blog. Do I have my blog backed up? Oh, yeah. I do. Through three books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left. And then soon I will be publishing a fourth backup uh, with the title... Sanity is the future of wealth, which will be the flagship post of just this collection of posts, but that'll be coming up later. In the meantime, if you want to spend a buck or two <clears throat> on a Patreon donation, you may and then you'll get access to Sanity is the future of wealth. And no, I haven't put Mary Jo's pictures up there yet. You crazy <laughs> horn dogs. The Pence Principle. All lessons mu- men must learn from Fort Kavanaugh. You can find the Pence Principle on Amazon.com. An Autistic Guy's Guide to Security. Also available on Amazon.com. Orionscoldfire.com. Check out Orionscoldfire.com if you want to have some articles to read as well as a photo gallery. And the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Check out the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com if you want to make sure you don't invest too much time in watching a movie that sucks because he does movie reviews. Academiccomposition.com. Chad, why should people go to academiccomposition.com? Because you can work on it remotely and anytime you want. Right. And you also don't have to write your own papers if you want other people to write it. And then there's all my books. Reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major, which, starting soon, it will be Worthless Degree Awareness Month. So that makes a great gift for anyone you know graduating from high school. Although, I... I uh, I don't know. I don't think you could get high schoolers to listen. I really don't. Yeah, probably not. I got a kid who's about to graduate. Not me, not personal kid. I got a kid who's about to graduate from high school. This kid has known me for quite some time. What do you think she's going to major in? Is this vermin? No. Uh, let's see. Uh, psychology? Yeah, fashion design. Uh. <laughs> it's like, why am I here? Why do you even check? What? <laughs> Ugh. everyone's like oh why are you so depressed about the future of the i don't know if i can't even get people i know i'm just like ah never mind never mind uh, i'll just stand here so that will make a good graduation gift whether your high school senior actually reads the fucking thing is another matter or not but out of hell with it if your kids don't listen to you hey there's a great book called enjoy the decline get that just accept the death of the united states Curse of the High IQ, that's for everybody listening. Uh, Poor Richard's Retirement, that's how to retire early and on the cheap. That is a mandatory read for everybody. Please, everybody get that book. It basically teaches you how to get rid of materialism, like that compunction you have to go and spend money. It teaches you how to get rid of that. And if you've already bought these books and you don't want to buy any more because they're of no use for you, please go and review them online. I very much appreciate it. I know it takes time. Um, 
but that's what we do. And also in the meantime, if you'd like this video, that would be great. That also helps with the algorithms in the Googles. We have Ron Guts Pull Cones and Pushing Rubber Downhill, two must-read books by Adam Piggott. You can visit him at his website, Pushing Rubber Downhill. We did Super Chats. We ain't got fan mail. And then finally, if you'd like to help out the Older Brother podcast, you could do so by telling people and forwarding and sharing. That's always helpful. But if you want to directly donate in more of a direct manner, you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Three ways you can help out. You can donate through Patreon. There's the link there. You can donate to PayPal. There's the link there. And you can also do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, which I think is the better of the three. Why would that be, Chad? Well, because you get what seven point five percent, or what's I the... get seven percent of a commission. Seven percent, yeah. Right. What what do uh what do the people who use my Amazon affiliate program get? Do they do they uh pay for nothing and get nothing in return? Well, no, they get exactly the same thing. It's just you get a little bit of a a cut. I get a commission. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. cost you anything more. So if you get into the good habit of going to olderbrother.com/slash/donate first, clicking on the Amazon banner, and then doing all your online shopping. That helps me out the most, and it helps you out the most because it doesn't cost you anything. All right. Anything left in the Super Chats? Are we free to go? I think that's – oh, there is one more. Yeah, it's a bacon. I bet you it's bacon. It is bacon. Yeah, he'd do that. $2.06, and he's talking about his own thing. He says, new show up, live stream on Instagram now. Cheers. He's live streaming on Instagram? Um, Let me see. Yeah, that's what it – says apparently he writes apparently you can have other people join you on the live stream as well had a guy jump in while i was reading vegans going back to meat article huh i didn't know that instagram had that I, well i'm out of it with the loop <clears throat> oh I, i'm by not the way, on there bacon your website is ass i go there i'm like where the hell are the mp3s there's like no material it's all stuff on the side first like, boom MP3 archive right there, man. Put it there so people could find your stuff. At what website there, Chad? Uh, you're talking bacon's or mine? Bacon. Oh, the goddamn the oh, the goddamn bacon, right? The goddamn bacon, not the yeah. goddamned bacon. It's the goddamn bacon. Trying to remember which one. Perfect. All right, and Chad, where can people find you? You can find me at elkinscpa.com. I uh, got a couple of books on Amazon called The Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide for 2019, as well as a book that explains the changes for the Tax Cuts and Job Act of a year ago. And if you are going to buy it through Amazon, make sure you do it through Clary's affiliate. Right. And then you are also um, looking for business consulting contracts as well, right? If you're going to take on new clients, it'll be business consulting. Yeah, more on that realm, less of the individual tax stuff. Just if you if you have a business or you're starting a business, we should chat. Yeah. And I will almost guarantee you, I can't guarantee you because I can't guarantee anything, but I will almost guarantee you that if you drop the couple thousand bucks up front, having Chad pour over your stuff uh before you go and cash in your 401k will definitely be worth it uh before you uh impoverish yourself on a stupid business idea. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Very thank you much for everybody for the super chats. Chad, will you take us out correctly, please? That'll be a toodles. <laughs>